0: I like it to be fun, I like it to be flirty, I generally like it to be when somebody might walk in. So I want <laughs> my husband's like, every time the gardener's here you get horny. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know? I like his hairline. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Make myself comfy. Make this yourself so, comfortable. It's so fancy and so nice. Do you want me to take my <laughs> shoes off? Oh, no, we're good. Oh, okay. I, oh, I don't care about your, your shoes. Your boots are cute. cute.
2: Thank you. They're from Austin, Texas. I'm I Austin love so, for me. Can I put this behind me? You can do I'm whatever so you want. Short. Make yourself comfortable. <laughs> I love then.
0: Austin. Austin's fun. Austin is fun. <laughs> it's a fun town. It's fun. I yeah. couldn't
2: live there, but well, it's fun. Where are you from originally? From what Georgia. But what town? It's called Bowden. It's yeah. about uh, 1,600 people. That's where I. This that's my yeah. town. that oh, I'm yeah? from.
0: little place called Central City. Just I'm gonna get people are gonna see this and they're going. That population is not right. It's like 1675 or 7200. Like 1, or they're gonna be like it's 2200. Yeah. They're gonna get mad at me for like saying. Last it
1: wrong. angry comment we got
0: was like it's yeah.
1: 2200 and somebody's pregnant. So yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's funny <laughs> nobody likes pregnant. when I don't <laughs> We're get it right. On it.
0: Like it's somewhere between 1500 and 2200 people. It's small. Well, it sounds like they town. had a big growth spurt to twenty-two. I mean, you know, you know, it's been a good, it's been a good past. They got a couple. wine bar. <laughs> they got a wine bar. That's a why there's bar. been an increase in the population. Yeah, because
2: <laughs> it probably like my hometown. Uh, there's just about three things to do. Yeah,
0: fucking race. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> right. So, yep. Yeah, uh, so I, I, I think, think that's, that's about bigger right.
1: Town in Nebraska, and that's that's odd. weird. And, that's
0: on the billboard when you drive yeah. in.
2: Fight fucking race. Fight fucking race. <laughs> we there left you drinking go. out, but you know, that's the fourth, I guess. Yeah. And it's just a given. I mean, you
0: have it's to drink, amazing. right? You have to drink to in those small little towns. They've always got a pub. It doesn't matter if it's like 300 people, 200 people. There's a little town called Worms right outside mm-hmm. of Central City oh my God. that literally, there's not one thing there other than a bar and you go and you can get like pickled, pickled okay, pig's Okay, You feed.
2: should do the Are You Garbage podcast. What's that? Oh, you don't know? Are You Garbage? Wait.
0: Well, I think the answer to that is yes. Yes,
2: ma'am. Are you garbage? They're awesome. It's two two guys in New York, and they ask you questions to find out basically if you're like white trash.
1: Oh, I can tell you right now. I'm going to tell you. We just would be at to a toss up of who would win. I know. I almost shotgun this water because I know, I know no other like. way to use a
0: can. She's like, it's confused like, when it's water. She's like, what kind of bullshit is this? Is this Coors Light? Why am well, I drinking? It,
2: it is a familiar delivery system for those who
0: grew up yeah, shotgunning. Gear. It's comfortable. That's right. <laughs> it is comfortable. I feel very charming yes, when I have a
2: can in my hand. Delivery system. <laughs> yeah. Are your garbage is good. I would challenge you to beat me. Because I bet you can't. Okay. <laughs> Do, Is there a, a point, system? System?
1: All right. Okay. Well.
2: Let's see. So, I grew up, and at the end of my street, uh, the intersection was called Bug Scuffle. Oh Bug Scuffle. Well, well, that's Bugs just Scuffle. damn
0: charming. I know. It's pretty cute.
2: Um, let's see. What else? Um, I drag raced in high school for money. All right. Now we're getting Beer somewhere. Beer money. And the road I drag raced on was called Hog Liver Road. <gasps>
0: <laughs> but see, but this all sounds like we're in Charlotte's Web. Ours is all the most boring. Like, like worms? Uh, ours is like worms. <laughs> worms. <laughs> worms. Yeah, Yeah. You go to a party. You go to Lone Tree Days. You go to Wallback Days. We go to the Wallback. festival. Wallback.
1: Very Czech heavy in Nebraska. Czech heavy. Czechoslovakia. So we do, you
0: have German days, Wallback days, Czech days, all these little town festivals. And they like, you know, they block off the whole town and then everyone's drunk. Literally, there's nine year olds that are like shooting fireball i'm probably going to get in trouble for saying How that but funny. it's god's honest truth and then every year we have the fair which is the biggest thing do uh-huh. you have a fair nope do you do, we like, have a county, county, fair. county fair we have a county so, fair 30 yeah. minutes away yeah oh, man that was the biggest talk of the town yeah, yeah. You go see somebody sell their pig and then you go to a dance yes Okay. I was in the
2: beauty contest. I did not place at all, but I did win <laughs> Miss Congeniality. Hello, that's better. You won it. You won I, miss, congeniality? I, I was miss Congeniality. That's the biggest yes, win you I can know, get. You don't I, need a damn crown. It's because I, I think I smiled too big my whole life. Where I'm like, ha! Huh. You do have a great Ready? smile. You have
0: a great smile. <laughs> I think dress.
2: Please I
1: tell me the title of your
0: next book. I smile too big. I that's do. Weird. I smile too big. I,
1: I am really tooth obsessed, and you have perfect teeth. Mm-hmm. And you do. Partly it's because both my kids are in orthodontics right now and which oh, is Oh man. Yeah, why we're gonna like why we're leasing also. But like your teeth are perfect. Did oh, you yeah, have braces? Oh yeah.
2: I had like bug teeth, spaces everywhere. My bottom teeth were just a disaster.
1: You wore your retainer. Though.
2: I did and then I lost it and then I just finished
0: Invisalign about a year ago.
2: I so this can't. little guy down here, my top teeth never move. This little sucker in the bottom.
0: It's yep. a, I call my horse teeth. It's my age. Like, you know how old a horse is, but when yep. you check their teeth and you're looking at me and you're like, she's well into her 40s. They
1: call it long in the tooth. You're right. You're I got a long t- tooth. Yeah. I That's why I'm obsessed with teeth because I have this one tooth that grew around another tooth. What? Yeah. I had, you know, oh, Gen please. X parents who weren't... <laughs>
0: Wait, yeah, your parents okay.
2: were Gen X? How old are you? Oh, people? no. We're Gen X. Oh, I was like, no. Hold on. You're like, be you my child? You're like,
0: you've lived a hard life. <laughs> no, I was like, wait, are you like 25? <laughs> no. What's happening? Yeah, we've just been out in LA too. I said too. that the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. oh, How no, old we are your kids? very boomer parents. Oh,
1: minor eight and 10.
2: And minor 12 and 10. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so the ten is the connection. Yes, yes. got it. Yeah, and that's is that how you met? No, you met outside of an of a, a comedy store. A well, we did. It,
1: okay, so we're both from Nebraska. Yeah, I knew but that. I'm city mouse. She's country mouse. Yeah, if you can say that. Yeah, and um, I don't we, think you're offending mice. We met having beers in a parking lot, uh, at a comedy show, and we had so many friends in common. Like it was it insane. Was crazy. She'd been to a comedy show. I was doing comedy with her roommate when we were yeah. like nineteen. Well, wow. I was real drunk. Yeah, so I barely so we remember. Didn't remember it. It. I believe I was asked to leave.
2: Everyone was drunk at nineteen. Everybody's all drunk day. at nineteen. Maybe it was a good you time. You know, all was. day every day, yeah. and then
0: I'd get up and. I was fine, and then I would go work at a, I would wait tables or bartend, and I was fine. It was just incredible how functional I was, right? <laughs> yeah, at the rate to which I consumed. I don't of, know yeah. how I graduated, to be completely honest.
1: Well, we should have. We definitely recall being at some of the same parties, like you know, but had never, f-
0: never met. Was. I, I never, and then I saw her in a comedy show, and I was like, she just made a joke about chicken wings. I think she's my people. Yeah, <laughs> and then <laughs> Something's we resonating were him. in a parking lot and this friend of ours jenny who has this like kind of soft voice she goes um i just have always thought that you two should meet because you're both comedians and you're both funny and i think you're both from nebraska and then jen and i just started started to tear each other apart like you're from nebraska and that was the that the next day we hung out yeah and then when we
1: we became instant friends. We yeah. hung out like the next day. We traded jackets. Leather
0: jackets. How we, funny.
1: We realized that we Hers lived was very a tight. block
0: and a half away from Shut each other. Up. We drove the same kind of car. Matching cars, like real assholes, Mini Coopers. That's we, yeah. hysterical. But then we, we just were fast friends drugs. and yeah. figured, and it was so nice, you know, I don't know, like being out here, you feel so displaced mm-hmm. and then you meet somebody that gets where you're from mm-hmm. and likes the same food or makes the same joke or has the same family dynamics it's so good I completely understand my trainer
2: I have a trainer I go to three days a week yeah is from literally 30 minutes from my hometown that must be so nice for you oh my when I I someone referred me to him and he was like not taking new clients and my my friend was like you have to meet her you're actually from the same like from Georgia you're both from Georgia not knowing we were actually from two small towns 30 minutes from each other right And so the first day I worked out with him, he told me he was from Cedartown. And I was like, what? And just this past week, I was having a really hard week because uh, I don't know if it's like this in Nebraska, but definitely where I grew up, people communicate in very specific ways. Like my kids have always said that I'm a yeller. Yeah. Do you hear I'm talking right now? Yeah, that's yeah. yelling. This is yelling to them where I go, where I grew up, we're just talking to each other. Yeah. And if I get super excited about something, I get louder yeah. and louder, but yeah. I am not yelling. Would you like me to yell? Because yeah. I can do that. I can show you I've been <laughs> right? trained in that. Right? I was so raised I work by out my mother. With another person who grew up in Boston. And she's like, this trainer just always yelling. And I'm like, <laughs> You're like, he's the people. Not yelling. It's that's so soothing. He's just to me. talking to you passionately. <laughs> Yeah. What do you mean? And so I feel like that is literally the only place in LA I yeah. can go and go, Mikkel, can you believe this bullshit? Yeah. And he's like, I'm not yelling. It's I, really interesting. And it I is totally culturally, get totally, completely the community that we grew up in.
1: Yeah. And you remind me so much of Katie Crowder, Trey Crowder's. Yeah. He's the liberal redneck, the stand up. He's just hilarious. And he's from Tennessee though. And so is his wife. And you remind me. <laughs>
0: So it sounds people. We're all
1: Appalachian.
0: <laughs> My husband's from Texas and he gets real fired up and emphatic. And I have to say, in front of our California children, I always say, like, you sound like you're mad at me. I know you're just fired up about the Astros, but it sounds like you're mad at me about the Astros. And he's like, I'm just being emphatic. And I'm like, I get it. But we are both loud people. We are the loudest people on the block. I'm sure everybody around is like, are they getting a divorce? Or are they just talking about what was on NCIS? My husband's Uh, from uh, New
1: York, (laughs) so he's just mad all the time. That's just how they communicate love is angry.
3: (laughs) I
2: get that note from Bert, too. You do do not understand how you sound. And I go, then you need to figure out that how I'm sounding is not what you think. And he's like, that's not true. You're going to walk out in the world and you're going to go, are you kidding me? And then someone's going to think you're going to
0: kick their ass. Well, maybe they saying, should think it a little bit. I think everybody's a little yeah, pretty nice, but you are very nice. And I get when your voice gets excited. Yes. It's yeah. just because you're feeling like some version of an emotion. It's not always mad. My kids yeah. like to, I think they're also gaslighting me. Cause like I'll be, in, <laughs> I'll be emphatic are. and I'll be like, hey, you need to pick up your shoes, man. These are in the middle of the floor. I'm going to trip over them. And my son will be like, God, you're so mad all the time. And I'm like, that's not mad. You want to see me get mad? I'll show you mad. mad. I'll show you mad. That's so funny. We also, Midwesterners,
1: hit each other when they're excited. or Stop. so happy! Yeah. Or,
0: look how good or, we look today. <laughs> yeah, you know, do a pat, a weird pat. Now here, everyone's like, I think she just tried to fight me. And yeah, yeah. Like, no, nope. so, or or
1: hit on me. She just yeah. touched me. It's That's like, southern nope, too. That's yeah. just not LA yeah. or New York. Yeah. Yes. no one
2: touches anybody, and everybody We're in the to touch everybody. People. Yeah, for everything just yeah. in the conversation. I do it with my kid. Uh, <laughs> driving Isla to school, and I'll just put my hand on like her arm, <laughs> and she's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, I'm just touching
1: you. I'm just touching you. I'm your mother. I I get that so much.
0: I I love it.
2: Eight and 10, 10 and 12. 10 and
0: 12. Our 10-year-olds are five weeks apart. Yep. And my 12-year-old is sick in the middle of, or just started seventh grade. So we're, I'm open to all the advice you have. Look at you right now. I know. Look at you here. She's taking in (laughs) that I've got a seventh grade. It's been an. It's been a journey. Is, is it, that, is your
2: seventh grader a girl or a
0: boy? Boy. His okay. name's Finn Aww. and he's darling. He Aww. is really darling. He's just, if there is a line, he puts his toe against it just to see how far he can go. Like he thought that he tried using the word, what was it? Fleck. Like he was going to use the word fleck. Cause he thought that sounded close, close enough to the, oh, to the F word. Yeah. Can I cuss on this? Yeah. Is that okay? Cause he, he was like, Fleck it or something. I was like, that counts as fucking in this house. Just yes. so you know, like right. you don't get to you, you're Being not driving right there. side of the word. Like right. I you're going to get in trouble for that. Right. So he's doing things like that all the time. He's a good boy. And so when we became, <laughs> he really is. He's so sweet.
1: He I, and Jen like, are the Mom, same yeah. height right
0: now, which same blows height. my mind.
1: It's uh, we keep we always joke because we were good friends before. Kristen met her husband on a Thursday was pregnant on a Tuesday Truth. basically and I'd been get dating done, my husband baby. forever and so yeah. Finn was born and he, I got to practice on him because yeah. I had never really been around babies but she was like hold
0: him and just so I can get out of
1: this damn house absolutely so he's a sweet boy and you have a 10 year old and an 8 year old no 10 year old boy or girl oh 10 year old boy so Dash. two boys got it and an 8 year old girl named Delilah Aww,
2: Yeah. is your 12 year old a boy or a girl boy voice so finn it.
0: eleanor is 10 and then dashel's 10 and then delilah is 8 so we always say we have a 12 two tens and an eight yeah because we share our children basically mm-hmm. but yes. um we started i mom so hard and the video started kind of taking off because jen forgot her daughter's name so it was the I most delightful yet. moment so and that, that. was a very indicative of where we were as as mothers
2: but it's so freaking relatable your brain does not work uh-uh for years.
0: Forever. My brain doesn't work now. But well, it doesn't work the same. Ever. Never. No, not ever. They ruin, I mean, they change us. <laughs> they now, Ruin you, is a good word about some things that
2: happen for sure. And it's also, but I love sleep ruined. It's oxytocin
1: ruined. is like black mold that eats your brain or right. something. Pelvic floor it's, ruined. nipples
0: ruined. 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 Oh, ruined. God. Horrible. Body kind of ruined, Weird but skin looks but then like my, oatmeal
1: now. My I'm care like
0: of giving a shit. Is, also ruined but also which is <laughs> a which is magical 100 percent. don't you feel like that all day Ruin like, that all day Ruin yeah. all day. Ruined whether i give a shit if i'm wearing makeup to go to trader joe's or like what your perception of me is at like a volunteer event like i'm there so yeah. i'm clearly doing something right like right. i don't you know it just feels good to be a little free of um feeling confined by what people think of you yeah you totally
2: know? A lot of things in your adult life bring that. It's not just kids. It's getting married. It's like being secure in what you do for a living. Even if you're not super wealthy or whatever, being secure in what Like if you're a school teacher and you're taking care of yourself and you get good at your job, it It takes 10 years to get good at any job you do. It doesn't matter what it is. It takes at least 10 years. So by the time you get into your 30s, you start really giving less of a shit.
0: And, and I think that's glorious too. Yeah, yeah You yeah.
1: don't really, if you have any free time, I think you should be going to the gym, they say, or something like you. <laughs> I don't
0: know about that. that. Well, but you're a big
1: worker outer. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you why. Okay. Okay. So I'm
2: 53. Um, and when I was 49, I was getting up from the dryer and I had a really hard time actually. And I'm not heavy. No. I was like maybe 10 pounds heavier than I am now. And maybe ten, and I was like, I should not be actually struggling to just get you like bent down, getting stuff out of yeah. the dryer, and then just I'd have stand to like up. pull myself up instead of pushing oh, no. myself up with my legs. And I went, yeah. if I'm like this at 49, what's 69 going to look like? Yeah, right? Right. I better go get myself in a gym. And I'm not a workout by myself, girl. I don't like working out. So my friend invited me to join her with her trainer. Um and I work out with her and another friend with a trainer because we have so much fun. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's great. Together that we like sweat and die and suffer and laugh our butts off together. You so look fun. great. So you must yeah. be
0: feeling like you're getting results like you must. Oh, 100%. I and can are you tell lifting you, weights or what are you doing?
2: All almost all that I'm doing. He's so awesome. He
0: um. is this the angry Georgian. Yes. OK, OK. Um, <laughs>
2: He's not angry. I'm not Kristen. angry. He's, he's the, 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 yeller, the, the yeller.
0: The yeller. yeller. He yells
2: like me. Um, <clears throat> he has like three specialties. He is the trainer for the US uh, Olympic Beach volleyball team. Oh. Men. He's not the official. Because <laughs> I would just go oh and yeah. men. He's the side I'm trainer. So f- he doesn't work for the Olympics. Oh but wow. All, he has like three teams that are on the Olympics come to him and train uh, like personally. Wow. So he trains Olympic Beach volleyball. He works on geriatrics, so like 65 and up, Mm. and he works on people who are rehabbing an injury, and I was rehabbing an injury. Okay. My friend was, and her friend was, but once he gets you in his little circle, and he gets that injury rehabbed, he gets super into maximizing your body. Yeah, that's cool. Like beach volleyball. So we end up working out a lot. We all show up and the beach volleyball players are working and we're like, Oh my God, that's what we're doing today. There's no way that I can do that. And then I do it. And then you must that's feel great. great. And yeah. I feel like I could pick up this house and walk it across the street. Like in that emotionally. Feels awesome. I feel like I am the baddest bitch walking because I watched that six foot two Olympic volleyball player do what I just did. Obviously not with her weight. And not with her reps and not with her speed, but the same exact exercise where you go, okay, you're hanging from your arms with a rubber band wrapped around your feet and your knees, and you're doing ab crunches, hanging in air. There's no way I can do that. And then he'll set me up and I do it. It's always awesome when you surprise
0: yourself too. Every day. That's amazing. I I always feel like when I work out, because I'm one of those people that in my head, this is honest to God how I see it. I'm like, if there's a zombie apocalypse... I'm going to be the one you want on your team. I'm not going to bring everybody down. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to be able to drag somebody. I'm going to be able to like, <laughs> I know I'm going to be able to hunt. I know I'm going to be able to fish. I know I'm going to, I want to be able to bring a lot to the table. So I always think to myself, like <laughs> I'm going to get, you know, and I, I love when I'm at a workout class. Cause I look around and I'm like, if I were picking my zombie apocalypse team, it's, I'm not anything against 22 year olds. God bless you. You're, you're young and you're strong. And, Whatever, but I'm looking at like the 50 year old women on the treadmill, and I'm like, that's who I'm picking first and Foremost, because not only does she have grit, she has life and she has understanding, and she's going to be a great teammate. and She's so, a bag with she's everything a, you need to survive. And she's in a bag, it. she, <laughs> has she knows how to st- yeah. so <laughs> hunt fish like she's going to be a survivor. Where 22 <laughs> year olds still figuring out the world, trying to call his mom,
2: right? Right? <laughs> That's so funny, mom. How do I wait? I can't. What's go a dryer that?
0: sheet. I don't think I can't. How does
2: it work when you go on the road with your kids?
0: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How does it work when you go on the road with your kids? Well, they the first tour, they came with us, which was a hoot, but it was hard. And we were it was literally like a magical experience that we always laughed because we went from town to town to town and so we'd have to unload and we had all the kids we had the husbands we had our assistant we had our tour manager we had two grandparents we have an auntie like my
1: youngest had her own like huge suitcase and the hardest part for like our side of everything was finding milk Yeah she was too Planes don't have milk. Yeah, like,
0: she wasn't even two. She, we celebrated her birthday her, on the road. On the road, yeah. Wow. She it was She was
1: like crazy. still in diapers. So she just had loads of baby stuff with her.
0: Her first word was Colin, which I is Kristen's <laughs> husband. Oh, my gosh. He's yeah. just a big old bear. And she, he, she yeah. just would want him to hold her all the time. And then my daughter's in the background like, Argh. like yeah. it was, they, to them, it was the greatest experience they can remember because they, We just went all these different places and they they sleep like, you know, like tree trunks. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was it was a tough I mean, it was extraordinary and awesome and the most fun, but also really hard. You can imagine, you know, you deal with tour and and having your kids and being displaced and going to new hotels and going to it's all these factors that you just don't see coming at you that you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to go play for 2000 people. Then right after this, I got to go find Benadryl. You know, oh, like yeah. you're just doing, it's incredible. But so then as the tours we did, our next tours, we kept the kids home. So now our husbands stay home with the kids and yes, they are understanding. Yeah. <laughs>
1: the kids can take care of themselves a little bit Yeah, Better, better now. Yeah. They're at the point Ish. where like they can make sure their own hair is combed. Mm-hmm. And you, kind of. Obviously men have a slightly lower bar for that kind of thing yeah. than the moms do. And also, I mean, like when my, we were out of town one time, my husband brought, our daughter didn't even go to the elementary school, but he was dropping off our son and one of the teachers braided her hair and I was like, they think I'm an alcoholic there because (laughs) they don't know what our life is. They just think I am not caring for these kids, you know, but
0: yeah. And we would get like, I remember uh, Eleanor's kindergarten year, which was Daschle's kindergarten year is the year we were gone the most. Yeah. And that just still like breaks my heart. Like, like I'll see pictures of like their um one of their performances or I miss Eleanor's dance recital, like big things like that, that I'm like, I was in Ohio on that one yeah. or I was. They're going to hold it
1: against us and oh. bring it up in counseling. But I, I know, disagree. I no, you do. You know why? Good. What an
2: amazing example you're setting for them of following a dream and achieving what your heart and soul desires. And what better example can you set for your children than how to adult? Well, thank you for that. I,
0: I hope so, because you you know you you don't get that time back, and we know that, and it's precious. And you're like, like, am I doing the right thing? Like, and we did. We felt like we were so, and we still are. We're so grateful, mm-hmm. and we have such gratitude, and we're excited mm-hmm. about doing this thing. We still love it, and we mm-hmm. ha- have this wonderful friendship, and our families all get along, and it's it's magical. But we, you know, at the end of the day. We do love being moms. And when you miss something big, it just it hits it hits hard. Of course. It does. No,
2: not I didn't mean to discount no, no, it. It no. hit hard. But I think. The flip side is this. I grew up with divorced parents. Oh, so wow. one parent couldn't make it to stuff. And what did show up from that parent was intention. Oh, isn't that mm-hmm, interesting? Right? I would have been there if I possibly could. They, your kids know that. OK. I don't doubt that. I, I, it makes it less of a choice or it did for me anyway, to say you chose to work instead of, he was too far away. He lived so far away, my dad, that for him to actually get there, he couldn't have, it would have been too hard. So then you go, oh, I can't get that. But when he did show up, he was a hundred percent there. <laughs> All in for you. I had
1: divorced parents (laughs) and they lived very close to one another. And they chose to not (laughs) come to things. (laughs) Well,
2: notice I was only speaking about one parent. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Yeah. The one parent got that shit done. The other parent, "Eh, not so much. Yeah. Yeah, It was a real mixed bag going genocide.
1: Yeah. It's it's great because our parents, we always, or our parents, our husbands, we always say they're not like the 1950s, 60s parents. They're not like you know, having cocktails at night and reading the paper. Like they're both like so involved and like learned how to do our daughter's hair and stuff like that. They're really cool. Like we married the right dudes for doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, I mean, you, you have to have so much understanding for your Mm -hmm. spouse being on the road and you know, is that
0: hard for you or is that something? I mean, I know you've said before that you like it, but is it, (laughs) Do you find because it's such a fun perspective for us? Is like, do you find that like when he comes back into town that there's a shift that you have to like r- like a reintroduction of sorts? Oh,
2: we call it reentry. Okay,
3: great. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so do we? But
2: we call it so. We, so, so do we. Much like you, I have. We had three other families that we all co-parented. Our urban family. Yeah. We, we called ourselves the campers because the first time we went somewhere together, we went camping.
0: Oh, how nice. So they,
2: we have campers and camper kids and mm-hmm. all the camper kids are like cousins. There's eight camper kids. Yeah, we have. We that have too. two, two that are sophomores in high school, four that are seniors in high school and two that are sophomores in college. Wow. So we have two on the uh, low and high and four yeah. in the middle. So the four in the middle are obviously how we all became friends because all four of them were the same age. Is all started in first grade. Mm -hmm. So, one of the other families is my friend Sandy, who's on here a lot. Her husband is a really big movie producer and is gone for months at a time. Yeah. My husband's gone for months at a time. So, she and I called each other wife. Oh, and that's, would take turns making dinner and that's nice. picking up and dropping yeah. off and running homework and running and we'd always be like your kids into tennis? Perfect, mine too. Same lesson. They yeah, go to the same, same school. Drop-off. Went to the same school. Oh, that's, all the way that's middle a... school. They separ- we all started separating in middle school. Sure. Yeah. But we kept a lot of the co- Sandy and I kept a lot of the co-parenting because our spouses who we love and adore right are gone and because she also has reentry at her house. Yep. And for people who don't live that life, it for most people, you'd be like, there's no way that this is a happy relationship because right. for that like 12 to 36 hours, depending on how long Bert's been gone, it looks like shit. It's like a shit show where yeah. everyone is, the apple cart has been overturned stomped on broken thrown down the hill
0: and gone good luck is that right when he comes home right or is it does it take a little time to simmer nope because we're right out of the gates i'm but we're gone months we're gone we have like rules and we don't we don't tour as much as god i don't know how like we we do three three or four shows we did a summer tour and then we'll be home for a couple months or we'll do two or three nights and then we're home for two weeks and we'll do two or three nights. So which works out great. Yeah. Even the summer tour, but, we make sure we're back like two or three days. Then we're
1: yeah. To see the kids or if we're gonna be gone for a while, the husbands we bring, will them bring the us. kids. Right. Yeah. But there's so still, cool.
0: I feel like especially with husbands maybe after <laughs> twelve hours you're supposed to be telling them how wonderful they are uh, uh, thank you so much. They? they
2: let you have 12 hours? I mean <laughs> I, don't, I can't
0: the thing I learned is to let them say you don't know how hard this is. Yeah. That's my favorite. And I'm like, this is part of the gameplay. Uh-huh. I'm like, you're right. You're right. I, You're right. I've never but, done this ever. Re, yeah, yeah. re entry is a tricky thing, man. And then you come in and, you know, if the house, ha- like, it sounds terrible, but you're like, you see this disruption in this thing that you have a certain standard for. And then you have to let that go so that it's copacetic. And then you come back and you're like, can you brush her hair? You can't see. She's wearing a big Johnson t-shirt. Can you do something? Like, like, even if you're
1: on your own, you're expected to like thrive as the mom. Yeah. Like the dad can just survive and he gets an A plus. Yeah, (laughs) it's
2: true. It's a very difficult double standard. But yeah, yeah, that reentry piece is very disruptive to everybody that lives in my house. Yeah. And including Bert, by the way. Yeah. I have compassion for him because I've said this many times to our kids. I always prep. I mean, they're old enough now that I don't have to do that. But when they were younger, I'd be like, "Okay, Dad's coming home today. Reentry. Like everybody, would just oh, get yeah. your God head straight. God bless you. Straight. You're so that's so. We got a your straight You're Ooh, reentry. And then I knew Bert had spent four or five days minimum with adoration,
0: right?
2: With assistant, with eating what he wants, doing what he wants, yeah. sleeping how long he wants. Everything was one hundred percent on his terms, and how difficult it was for him to step back into a world with softball practice, yeah. and pickup, and piano, and the. I have one person who cleans my house one day a week, and he comes at nine a.m. and Bert wants to sleep, yeah, and he's pissed, and and I have to. I cho- I don't have to. I chose to see him from his perspective that's, and what yeah, that looks like nice. when you're a very evolved person. I know. But because it's not just about my experience. And if it's just about my experience, then I'm teaching my children to be selfish you are. only. I have to teach them to be compassionate. Yeah. As well as selfish, as well as generous. There's parts where I go, this sucks for me, but let me tell you how this sucks for
0: dad. I'm going to tell you I'm going to take this sound bite. Can you guys send that to me please? Yeah, and just and I'm going to show that to my husband and I'm going to say <laughs> has it ever occurred to you to think about this? Well, I was going to say that we do
1: like the reason we spend like 4 days out and come back is you you have mom guilt no matter what you're of doing course. even though we're like out it's the best case scenario. Providing for our families. Yeah, we're we're not complaining about it, but we miss stuff and we feel bad. You, like sure. you do. And even though, like, sure, you're out having drinks and partying. And
2: <laughs> the but there are other jobs it. that people may not think about. We always we say have, that too. Uh,
0: uh,
1: flight attendants.
0: Pharmaceutical rep. Sure. Yeah. Doctors. Like all these yes. other things. Like you're missing out on stuff if you're somebody who is um in a career space or like even I would argue to say that there's that ache that you're missing out on your life if you're a mom who is focusing solely on keeping the house and staying at home. And like this notion that a stay-at-home mom works less than a mom that has a full-time gig somewhere is crazy to me because I just think that there's just moms and you just work period Constantly. full stop. Well so you yeah. can ache for the other side of your life that isn't there that we get like like you're talking about like we, I mean there's nothing better than we we walk out on stage and we're in front of thousands of women. Literally, our average size our our audiences are about two thousand with three dudes. Right, and it is the <laughs> most fun. It's the most yeah. magical fun, and so female like it's just. It's what women do together that is so great where they're just like, they can't out compliment you. They just, everybody wants to like hug and hold hands and scream and get rowdy and have too many drinks and be saucy. And we get to be a part of that. That's so fun. But you're right. You come back in to the world and then you feel this like where you're back into a different part of your brain. And it is an adjustment. I think for us, we're used to it and we can do it pretty quick. Yeah,
2: I think women do adjust a little easier. Yeah. Uh, just in their makeup. You know, if you think about whoops. Uh well if I think <laughs> about Bert as a person, yeah. He doesn't do well with change in general. Right. Um he doesn't do well with multitasking. Women women, women do this thing called like webbing in their brains. Yeah. And men are just very linear. And that's yep. just like that's like a scientific fact maybe i don't know it is a fact fact. but it's scientifically that is the way our brains work so for women to go and do this amazing show with all these people and all this adoration and then to kind of stop down and go back into regular life seems a lot more manageable for someone who webs in their brain yeah and is used to like breastfeeding while also like doing accounting right and at the same time you know mowing the lawn with your foot right a guy's like i can mow the lawn yeah
0: and I'll get to the account And then I need later. everybody to give me a compliment about how well I mowed the lawn yeah. and that I did mow the lawn. And then you have to have sex with me just to make me feel appreciated.
1: <laughs> That's, I think that like motherhood is such a humbling experience that like we don't ever, like we meet these women on tour and we just feel like they're our friends that we like finally yeah. got to meet in person or something like that. So like none of it really feels like I don't know if we feel special
0: kind of when we're on oh, tour. We I do because like- I am so unpopular in my house. I'm like, oh, well, that we Go on that road. People like me. Oh, Bert yeah. would say that
2: all the time. <laughs> he would go, you have no idea who I am in the world. Oh. And we're like, yeah, it doesn't really matter who you are in the world. God bless because you. Because who you are in this house Woo. is dad. Yeah. yeah. And that's where the buck stops. So yeah. guess what? Pickup is at three. I love you because that's <laughs> I can't. I refused until probably about two years ago. I just refused to buy into that. Good that um that script he kept saying in his brain. You don't know who you have no idea how big I am in this world because it doesn't matter to my kids. You're that it, world. No one cares. You as well go to the bank. As far as they're concerned, and work at the bank, you may as well be a checkout person at Trader Joe's, and that's the way it's supposed to be. It is you're supposed to just be a dad. Kids are
1: the universal equalizer. They like bring everybody down. We all work for our kids. We all do.
0: We were on Kelly Clarkson, which we thought was the coolest thing for us. Like we were, we got to be on there a few times. I don't think I ever ever made it onto the show without feeling like I was going to crap my pants because I was so nervous. Yeah. And she's yeah. so awesome and she's so disarming and she's everything you want her to be. And she, you know, arguably has the greatest voice ever. Uh huh. And she literally told us that her kids scream at her to stop singing in her car. And I'm like, if somebody's telling Kelly Clarkson to stop singing in their car, which somebody would probably pay a million dollars to have Kelly Clarkson sing to them yes. in their car. Yeah. Then we are all just need to take a note because yeah. that is exactly how it's supposed to be. And I think it's lovely that you remind them. And as an outsider, we love, you know, that Bert, you know, he you go on TikTok and you look up a recipe for a burrito or you go look up how to like mend a pair of pants and somehow Bert comes onto your FYP. <laughs> like those guys, they are, it's incredible. So I have been watching and he's talked about it, you a couple of times and I'm like, he is so madly in love with yeah. you yeah he is but he is, <laughs> but he is so he is he, he is, is successful in who he is because he's got you That's true. Yeah. bringing him how, down how to earth a little bit this year's 20 years. Get out. We're
2: how? together 22 and a half something where'd like you that. meet? We met here we met bowling <gasps> Oh that's cute uh, and, uh, yeah we had mutual friends who uh, were like just bring whoever bowling and we separated into couples versus singles and he and I were on the singles team. And I asked him out and he completely blew it off <gasps> because he was terrified of me. Yes. And then finally, I was like, what's your problem, dude? You should just ask me out. Uh, it's going to be okay. And he asked me out. So I had I had a feeling that he was afraid of women. Oh, like afraid of love, like scared to get sure, hurt. Sure, because you think yeah. it's going to change you.
0: I was there. I think that's I, yeah.
2: part of it. But I think the other part of it is he's such a soft little soul he's yeah. i always say he's a nine-year-old teenager
3: oh, like his that... little
2: soul is nine and then he has like teenage compulsions like <laughs> sex and beer and that kind of shit
0: it's weird Ooh. that i can say i agree with that but i have been seeing i'm on tiktok a lot and boy i do see a lot of them yeah. and i would agree with you he's that's like a, nine-year-old teenager. but he's delightful he's also he's that's delightful. what makes him mm-hmm. so charming is that nine-year-old teenager element of him it makes you just you're like I just want to have a beer with that guy he's fun that guy's a good fun
2: time he's very fun
0: but you so you guys you asked him out
2: I asked him out and then he when he showed up for the date he thought I was just a booty call he told his roommate oh she's just after me for my body
0: (laughs) God bless him (laughs) he's like fingers
2: fingers crossed right but when he showed up I was dressed for a date I was in heels and a dress (laughs) and he was like oh my God this is a real date and he had an immediate panic attack couldn't tolerate his shoes. Had to unbutton his shirt. Couldn't eat. Could barely talk to me. Was a wreck. And then just wouldn't let me leave the date. Like we finished dinner, and he'd go,
3: "How, How about dessert?" So then we go to dessert, and he'd
2: go, "How about a, a drink? Nightcap?" He'd go get night. How about we go to Ralph's and get a twelve pack? How about? You? And then finally, at one point, I was like, "Okay, bye bye." Like, "Good <laughs> night, Mwah, love you, bye bye." And he called me at like nine the next morning. What are you oh doing tonight? Oh my god! Next day, what are you doing tonight? Aww. Next day what are you doing tonight? And I went, oh, this guy doesn't know how to play games. No, he's like, he doesn't know how. That's why he's scared of the bag. Nine year old. You know? yeah. yeah. Teenager. He had no he clue. Which right I kind of love. Away. He did. Well, apparently we'd met like three times before that and I have no memory of it. Oh, so my he God. already
1: maybe was like, that, who's that cute girl? Yeah. I met my husband's like that. He's, you know, he's a funny guy, but he's like a real, like soft, sensitive person. And we met at the Venice dog park uh-huh. um, years ago. And, um we were the only people not shooting up in the dog park you know yeah. i don't know if you've ever been there but it's that a dog it's park a rough is a real place. fun time
0: <laughs> a lot of uh people that live in campers yeah it's
1: it's a rough place but i used to go there cuz i was in groundlings and mm-hmm. um sunday company so i'd go and study my scripts every sunday morning cuz then i would go for a long time and i had to like let the dog run before i was gone for several hours and so he just started coming on Sundays because he knew what my Hello. schedule was. Oh, that's adorable. And we became friends. We knew each other for how long? I call he was, used to be in my phone as dog park guy until just a couple of years ago. Yeah, like everybody knew this guy, and they're like, he hasn't asked for your phone number yet. And it I'm took like, so long. It took so long, and I finally got my email from a mutual friend, and then yeah. I was like, I'm going to take matters in my own hands and just sleep with him right away. And that, then that's <laughs> and how it it was over. Then <laughs> it was over.
0: That's that, and what how I long did. ago was that?
1: Um, it's 15 years now.
0: Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. That's so cool. How about you? How'd you? I,
0: so I was teaching uh high school at a school that's like, I've, I don't know what they call them in Georgia, but out here it's like alternative education or continuation school. Mm-hmm. Like tough kids that came from all walks of life had to go to my school because they got kicked out of public school for being, for getting in trouble. So all my kids were either like on probation of. yeah the yeah. last chance for sure like i would call the probation officer before i would call the parents because i was <laughs> like that's the yeah so it was tough but i was like man these guys are funny i want to put on a comedy show and i don't want it to be at their the shitty school because we were so underfunded the school gymnasium was called a gymnatorium and it, mm-hmm. it looked like every like if you say orange is the new black you look at like the commons area that's what it looked like i'm mm. like i'm not doing a show in here. I want him to feel good. So um this new theater in Santa Monica called the West Side Comedy Theater had just opened. And uh I I was like, well, I've been an improviser for a while. And I know in the improv space I am a strong 8.5. So I'm gonna <laughs> go down there. 8. I'm gonna 5. bat my lashes 18. and I'm gonna get this theater space. And um I went down to the theater and I walked in and there was this beefy guy that um tall beard sound familiar like a a burly man on a on a ladder changing lights wearing a tool belt and I was like (gasps) and I was like shit I should have done more to myself like oh my 8.5 doesn't measure up and so then I was so nervous and dorky and but I said I want to do this teaching program I want to bring the kids to your theater and he was like well we have this co-program where I would come in and help and I was like yep And then, so we taught together and I was so in love with him. I was so crazy about him. And he was such a, he did not pick up on what I was putting down such uncool things. I would say the uncoolest shit. I would bring him food. I was like, I am here for you, whatever. And every time that he would come to the school, I would get dressed up. And my kids, my students would go, yo, yo, Miss Hensley, is, is Colin come to the school today? And I'm like- (laughs) Why? What do you mean? And they were like, it's the only time you brush your hair. Like, Shut up. Did he say something? But he's not noticing. You don't know what you're yeah, talking about. You don't know what about. you're talking about. Why is he here? Right? Do you think there's something there? So we finally, um, he went away to do this gig. He was touring with, um, he would tour colleges and he was doing something like that and came back and, and I was like, I don't know how much more clear I have to be, but we are in love. <laughs> And then we went out and he had way too many drinks because he was so nervous. Yep. And then he got so drunk. And I'm like, Well, I'm not sleeping with you now. Cause like that just, I've been around the block. I'm not doing that. So then I slept with him the next day. And then <laughs> thank um, God you waited And then that. I, I know. was like, says, I was like radio silence. Like she didn't I hear from like, me. And then I was like, I really love this guy. And if you don't like him, I'm going to be so mad. And we met and she met him and I loved love him. Yeah. And then it was like 15 minutes later I was pregnant. Well, I got <laughs> the neat full circle is that, um, he proposed during one of those shows. We ended up staying teaching Aww, together.
2: That's amazing. And so my students yeah. were
0: these eclectic, like funny, naughty, textured comedians that were just, you know, kind of misunderstood. And I loved them. And so when we did our third show together, um, he proposed during, a game of freeze on tag. Stage.
1: That's amazing. It was cool. And Colin so. had emailed everybody and said, "Kristen's students are doing this show. We might jump up on stage with them. And this is really important to her. She would love it if you were there. And my husband goes, well, he wasn't my husband at the time. He was my long, 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 long term boyfriend. boyfriend. And he goes, I think he's going to propose. We need to make sure that we're there. And sure enough, he's got video. Yep. He just knew somehow. Yeah. That, like,
0: and we were very new. All of this in, we were still only at like, I don't know, eight days. No, I'm just kidding. No, it was like, I was like six, months, months, six months, maybe. Six months and then we mean. got engaged. Britt and Jen took us out for champagne. We drove to a wedding. We celebrated and I was pregnant within 15 seconds. Yeah, and then that I called her. I go, I got to push. I got to push the wedding up. What do you do? when when you have to do that, <laughs> what do you? So we did. And we didn't need it to be. We, we had a beautiful wedding. We did all the things we wanted to do, but I think I would have been just fine to, like elope or go to the. I I don't know. I didn't need that, but I I'm glad I had it. But I was five months pregnant when we got yeah, married. Same. Were you really?
2: You were, yep. Shotgun wedding. Get out. Yeah. I actually have a picture with my dad, me and Bert, and the preacher with a shotgun. Get out of town. I was Could you five tell? Were you showing? I popped. Me too. No, I popped. Like two days later.
0: That is me. Oh yep. my God. I was so round, but I got really round about a week later. Yep. Same. Get out I, of town. I just wore
2: some Spanks and I had an Empire waistline See, you were dress smart. I bought from David's Bridal. Yep. Because I could not, we could not afford to get married. But I wanted to get married. I get that. Me too. Uh, but I wanted, and I didn't have a big wedding. Uh, yeah. It was my wedding cost $5,000. It was like the best when wow. It was a blast. Yeah. But yeah, I bought this dress thinking, okay, if I pop, I can kind of make it work. Yeah. But I didn't. I was like two days later, we were on our honeymoon. I went, shit, nothing fits. I mean, it yeah. just went
0: bloom. Yeah. I look like a bell. I always say I look like a fat country singer because I like I tried to do the Empire Waste thing and then I had him. I told the guy in the dressing room, I go, Look, my mom is here and she's helping me pick out dresses, but I haven't told her that I'm pregnant yet. So whatever dress I <gasps> pick hadn't out. She had not told me yet either. It has but- to like open in the back because I wasn't at the safe. Yeah, you know, the doctor was like, Yeah, yeah. So I was like, can we put something in the back? So it can expand. And he's like, yeah, we can. We'll put in here. It'll expand plenty. I go to my OBGYN. She's like, you'll be fine. This is fine. I had an inch of fat on the back of my dress. <laughs> you want to talk about garbage? <laughs> garbage. Are you garbage? Are yeah. you garbage? I had fat on the back of my dress because it was How I was funny. too big. I had a nine pound baby. That's a big baby. Ooh, that's a big baby. So I was very pregnant. But I did. I was like you. It was like Bruh. the yep. next we were in Chicago. It was The first time I had heartburn that my feet hurt and you could visibly tell I was pregnant. Yeah. But I knew when we were trying on dresses because
1: they had champagne and she didn't have any. And I was like, this girl drinks. Yeah. There's no way she's, she's pregnant.
2: Something's
0: rotten here. Yeah. like, She's knocked oh, up boy. That's great. So then I have a great memory at my wedding because Jen's <laughs> husband who God bless him. was just a little slower on the, on the old get down on one knee situation. I just remember being very sober at my own wedding, walking to the like, like honeymoon suite where I think I probably took a bath because my feet hurt yeah. so bad and walking through and Jen had champagne. We gave out koozies for our, our wedding present or mm-hmm. goodbye present. Yep. And she had a champagne flute inside the koozie and she had jumped in our pool at our wedding. So she's wet. She's got it. mascara mm-hmm. hanging down. She's wearing this taffeta dress and she is just just railing on her husband like we've been together for too long and she's so mad at him and i was like we got to get out of here and let this <laughs> yeah. happen on its own <laughs> yeah. hurricane is coming yeah y'all, y'all better buckle up this is what we all been
1: here he's for he's blowing through yeah if it, somebody ain't
0: sleeping with somebody they better start
1: fighting or it's not a right. wedding <laughs> right i would like to say that was the only conversation like that that had to be had what was he waiting for uh, I don't know because he wasn't going to get anybody better and he wasn't any getting any younger true. for sure. I mean, we'd been together like, what? I guess four, three, four, three, four four years, I guess. And I don't know. He just felt like yeah. he's East Coast and he even, despite his age, was like, and he's he's eight years older than me, which mm-hmm. isn't that much, but he was like, I need to be totally squared away in life before I take my It wife, was noble sort of. reasons. Yeah. And I was like, ah, uh, i kind of want to have kids so maybe we should like get
0: on this thing you know so finally he well, yeah did. he did and it was their wedding was so beautiful it's amazing that like that mermaid dress looked so gorgeous i was like you don't got a bump what's going on I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, so how funny. does that work <laughs> how does that feel must How's be having feel? a good time must with that champagne right there your
2: wedding well that's really cool nice. that's really cool how do you like being
0: married Oh. Is this a trick question? Well, just um, bring down the lights,
1: please. <laughs> I'll I'll start. I I really my husband and I are really good friends and um I I like him. I do. And when we got married, like one of the big things that I had always liked about him dating was that he always woke up in a really good mood. Mm-hmm. Like he was a, a good time. And I'm like, "You have to keep that up." You know, and he really has like That's great. It's it's I know he's really stressed out if and like like he's crabby in the morning. And we tell the kids, like, if you don't start out your day on the right foot, there's no turning it. it around like you. You got to at least act happy in the morning, and then see what happens. And I I have fun with them. It's so much harder now because I, I feel like when we get to have a conversation, I am on my phone trying to finish up work or something like yeah. that, or send it like a PTA email or a message or something like that. So I would, our kids are at the age where I'm like, we need to go on a vacation together mm-hmm. or something yeah, like we that. Need that. So too. we get to know each other again. Cause right now we're just like coworkers mm-hmm. and that doesn't feel great. You yeah.
2: Know? Well, I'm going to tell you something that just happened to me recently. I've talked about this so much on this podcast. People are going to go fast forward, No way. <laughs> but, um, I started dating
0: bird again. <gasps> Oh, he oh, said yeah. he made the most terrible joke, but it was great. It was a terrible, terrible. Why? Because he was talking about how much. Sex? Think, how much sex and you guys are doing. How much. Yeah. Got to get it done. Yeah. yeah. I love it. that You've been dating him again. I think people are going to hear that and go,
2: OK. Yeah. How do you mean? How does that? I'll tell you exactly okay. what I mean, because it's not the same as a date night. Remember when you were dating? Remember when you were teaching with your husband? Yeah. And remember when you saw him at the dog park? Yeah. And how you felt and how you thought about how you interacted with him Yeah, before you did it? Uh, simple things like, you know, you get into rote behavior when you're sure. married for a long time. When you have kids and you're in the thick of it and there's homework and drop off and soccer. And, you know, it's like a business relationship sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Well— I wasn't like that when we were dating. When we were dating, I was like, oh, look who's up this morning. You're so cute in the morning. You're just the most adorable, precious thing ever. And so I just rephrased how I took in Bert, And then I also started thinking, you know, when we were dating, we would plan a date. Yeah, not just like, hey, let's go to the you know get tacos at our favorite taco restaurant. Great, we're both just dressed in sweats because we're tired. And We go eat and we go home, and that's our quote date night. Yeah, and, and we
1: would and you talk about the kids the whole and time we talk about the kids anyway. the whole time. Yeah. yeah,
2: and sometimes we would elevate that. We'd go to a little bit nicer restaurant, you know, but we always talk about the kids. So I've just like no, let's let's go see concerts. Let's go see an art cool. exhibit. Let's. Let's go out of town. Let's have a staycation. Let's rent a room at the Four Seasons in uh, Woodland well, Hills. Hey, well. and, mm-hmm. and guess what? You're, you're like in a vacation and you're just 30 minutes away from your kids. Yeah. And, you know, the perfect, the, his favorite one is he had to work in Hollywood and I was going to meet him over there for just for a date night. And when I was on my way, I was like, how about you just get a room? And he <gasps> was like, <"Whoa!"> yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. My but pants. It, it totally. Recalibrated, almost because you're being everything in our life.
0: That must be so. That's really. I hope you talk about it in every podcast because I think married people often feel like I know. I feel sometimes I'm like, am I stuck or did I? I'm. I love my. Oh no, I felt that way too. I know exactly. Sometimes I'm like, is he the. Did I pick the wrong person? Not because I really think that, but because you get tired of you're like, how could I have been so wrong? Like in the beginning we never disagreed. And now I want to disagree with you just because I need I I'm so used to fighting. Like yeah. we we're a we're a hot-headed couple like mm-hmm. we we fight hard we love hard we we yell when we're happy we yell when we're mad like I think they're a lot alike we're I know a lot alike she
1: cringes when I say that but they
0: they both are like they're big personalities they're yeah, like right. extra Irish can you be yeah. that? <laughs> double the Irish double yeah. the fun double the Irish double the fun it's so, I know I'm like everyone's I think we're like we we make the joke that we got called in to the police for having an agreement yeah because <laughs> we're so loud That's but so I think funny. like um. You, I think that's really smart that you're doing that because yeah, uh, I do that. It, it's a good exercise on just being thoughtful and aware of the other person. And like you just said, you're that kind of person. It seems like you're somebody that goes, oh, he's reentering this dynamic. We need to think about what he needs, which it's really easy just to think about what you need. But you also need to see the other person giving a shit about what you need too in well, when order you to were, do it.
2: When I was dating... Even though I've I've always been sort of not good at that, but that has always been part of my process. It's like, oh, but what's going on for you? Right. So if I can understand what's going on for you, I can take things less personally, less seriously, less dramatically. So I'm actually yeah. helping myself by trying to see what's going on for you because it makes me feel better about what's going on for me. Right. So I've
1: always been that way. I it's,
0: think you're like that. I,
1: I do. I have social anxiety. And so um, I learned a long time ago to ask people questions about themselves. And, yeah. And it's... It'll, Always just I leads just, to more interesting conversations in ways. Yeah. And yeah. you see where you're connected and what you have yeah. in common. And you learn. And learning is a big part of life. I was gonna just ask you another question about that. So <laughs> you seem so like self-aware. Like you've done a lot of introspection and like self-work. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So does Bert do the same? Or yes.
2: c- he does? Oh, that's mm-hmm. great. Okay. Yeah, he's pretty amazing about that. He's not um he's He's very self-correcting, and he is very introspective. But he also has anxiety disorders. And sometimes when he gets into a real triggered anxiety piece— the only perspective that exists is the one that's causing him anxiety.
0: Mm. So I don't have any of that. I feel like you just described me. So So, (laughs) who are we talking about? And I also have a a beard at times. So it's fine. Leanne, Christ, your
2: PhD. It really is. I'm
0: sitting here like, Oh man, that's exactly how I view the world. Like when you're in it, you can't, you can't see anybody's perspective because you don't feel safe. You only have what you think you can trust your own. The hardest thing you'll ever do is when you're spinning is to trust what somebody else from the outside has to tell you and you can only do that if it's the person on the outside is somebody you completely trust yeah otherwise the other piece of that
2: is the person on the other side of it has to be the type of person that understands that what's happening over here is actually not reality right not to discount your feelings sure your feelings are absolutely happening you are 100 percent bert had a colonoscopy monday not my most favorite Monday. Right, he was picking fights with me about literally like naval lint, and I was like, "Dude, I don't have any. I don't know where yeah. to get any. I don't even know. I have no idea what this navel lint is. Is but clearly it's my fault. Yeah. And at a certain point, you just have to, as that other person, go. This has nothing to do with me. Nothing whatsoever. This is an anxiety attack. And tomorrow, we can get this all worked out. Yeah. But right now, whatever you you need me to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you have I, Naval lint. That's need, not my fault. I have no idea what's happening here, but I love you. I'm sorry. And then when it all dissipates, you
0: think he was just scared? Go back. What's that? You think he was just scared of the oh, do I think he was just scared. Oh, he's scared. He's,
2: uh, it's a huge trigger for him is anything medical.
0: Oh, I, but see, I, gotta I know get that get one
1: too. flight
2: is a trigger. Uh airline travel is a big trigger trigger. Um uh feeling left out of something that is really big in his mind is a trigger. Anything medical is a big trigger oh for him.
1: It's You're the same familiar? person. Put your shirt on, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, the machine. Yeah. <laughs> but he, so I'll ask that. We're the same person at this point. Yeah. Because I, so does he have ADHD? He's never been diagnosed with that. We know that he has an anxiety disorder um, for sure. Um, her brain's always going like really fast and mine's like a fixating mm-hmm. one, but
0: those sound like really similar. Yeah. We just have similar personalities, I think too. But I think that when you are somebody that I know for me, if I'm scared of something, I can get mean, I can mm-hmm. get snarly at somebody mm-hmm. else. Cause I'm like, I need to change this emotion. Cause the real one I have makes me kind of want to start crying. So I'm going to just pick a fight Mm-hmm. So I could have a different protect feeling. yourself. Yeah. It's, it's
2: fight or flight. It's what happens yeah. when you have a panic attack is your brain chemically doesn't know if a bear is really chasing you or not. So your chemical brain goes, "It's definitely a bear. Hundred percent a bear. There's definitely a bear. There's a bear. A bear. A bear." So that you have to learn that an adaptive behavior where you can. Trust yourself to assess the situation and see what's really going on. But that is a habit that's really hard that has to be formed and yeah. worked on. It you most people can't really do it without
1: professional help. We're yeah. gonna move in and start working on these things with you, <laughs> Leanne. Because <laughs> you I want to work out with the crazy Georgian. Oh, he's the best. Oh, I want to no.
0: have you. You need. You know what you need to do. Huh? You we need to do like a girls like three day getaway. Yeah. Where you bring a bunch of women together and you just like talk us into being better people. Yeah, and then We have drinks yeah. at night. I'm not the best food. person
2: on the planet. I make tons of mistakes. I'm too, too direct. That's I'm how you, so direct. Sometimes no, that people like are that off. You're put by it.
0: And but I, you're, but you're never, but I, I disagree. I think being direct is so great because in this town and in this place, the thing I find the most overwhelming is when somebody is vague or seemingly nice or like passive aggressive, my brain and the way that my brain is wired. Yeah, I'm don't like, trust them. I don't trust them. And then something goes off of me. And then I start going, is Trigger's that a panic. bear? Is that a bear? And I'm like, <laughs> "Like what the? What, exactly is right. Did I hear right? Did I? Am I misreading? Am I misreading? And then I'm like, oh, I want to go back to Nebraska. Uh, like, no, I, We just were talking and we're lucky in business
1: because if it's a no from one of us, it's a no from both of us. Like, right. we are able to, like, buy time when we're, like, in a meeting or something like that to go, yeah. oh, yeah. we're going to go back, circle back, and words, mm-hmm. business words. Business words and, B- and, and, business words and words. margaritas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, we have that, like, luxury, but Kristen's very good at, like, being direct and I'm still working on it. Like uh-huh. at my age, like we were, we were talking about something this last week where I said, Kristen, I knew I needed to say exactly what I meant. I knew it was important. And like, that is a thought that I have to have and force myself to do. Mm-hmm. Cause otherwise I'm like, Oh, i will just, I'll be polite and deal with yeah. it later. I'm always and then, like,
0: <laughs> I'm just going to say the thing. I'm just yeah. going to say the thing. Your mole is distracting. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I am somebody that if I, I feel like if you, if, you have a feeling about me and I wasn't direct about how it's like you said, you take on information because you assess how this person is feeling so that you can assess where you're at and all of that. I always just am try to be direct because I never want to have anybody misread me. Right. So I just say like, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm in a bad mood yesterday. I got bumped in with my car and I was mad Mm and at the end of the day, I was mad that I was wearing a dress when it happened. And Jen was like, you are unhinged. And I was like, "Right now,
1: I am. <laughs> just, that, but the I mad just mad need to. Ha- I was like,
0: well, I couldn't really My, get I couldn't mad, mad dress, I was wearing a and dress. Just, and, you, like, and then I was like, now I need to say mean things about people. So let me just go. And she's like, go ahead. And I was like, said all the mean things. And now today I'm like, I'm not a mean person. I was just like, <laughs> Regret. 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 Can I walk back the two out of five? Because the other three were right. They weren't <laughs> that
2: bad. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Human beings are super fascinating to me. And we all process the world very differently. Right. Yeah. And it's hard to it's hard to process the world differently than the way you process it. Right. right? To learn from it. To learn from it. Right. So I don't have anxiety like Bert does. I don't have panic. Both our kids have it. They have panic attacks, both of them? Yes. And so as a dead inside person that I am that has (laughs) none of that shit, it's, it's, I have two choices. I can make their life and my life miserable by refusing to try and understand how they process the world. Or I can put a lot of hard work in on my side and try to understand how they process the world. And at the end of the day, that hard work Makes everything work, yeah, right. Cobus, but yeah. it's not easy. It mm-hmm. it is a putting aside of self on a regular basis that and I who, have to circle back to and go, okay, so now my part. Right. But I don't get my part in the beginning. I have a really important really question. Uh huh.
1: What is your sign?
2: Leo, Aries, Moon, Aries Rising. Good Leo. God. Mars,
1: Leo what? What? August what? Twentieth. What are you?
0: 15th and i'm a sagittarius and that's the only sign i know which tells you exactly about me
2: well the significance about mine is like four of the first five houses are all leo or aries are all fire
1: i have a double leo too Mm -hmm. and it's weird my husband's a leo Mm -hmm. so like we shouldn't even know all my good friends are leos besides kristen but right, she's a fire sign still. It's still fire. Okay. It's still yeah. a fire sign.
2: All my friends are Scorpios and Aquariuses. Oh.
1: Because I need a little cooling down. You need because a too, down. Too much heat. We do. We have tons of
0: Pisces in our lives too. Like She pays attention to that. I soft focus husband, when this comes up. I'm like,
1: ah, soft focus. Pisces.
0: Yeah. But Pretty I, soon she'll have a cocktail and she'll be like, let's do your numerology. Do my
1: tarot. And, and I'm like, if the my cards tarot cards of are coming car. out, we're
0: getting an Uber.
1: Well, but. If the, um, I'm wondering if you learned how to deal with Bert's anxiety because your kids had it, if that helped you, because kids have a thing and it comes from this real like genuine place where they're not faking it, you know, and I'm not saying he is, but no, like yeah, when you're in a relationship, like you're with your husband, I'll be like, well, you're just doing this to be selfish or you're making this about you or whatever. But like when, it, you know, my, my son who is unfortunately got my like mental health side of things will be like. He's 10. He's like, Mom, I'm really worried about dark matter getting into our universe. And I'm like, well, you're welcome for my depression and anxiety. Because that's exactly why you're not sleeping. My son's. But like, I see ball. like it kind of almost makes me like give myself a break, like just to see how genuinely this happens to him, you know? Mm-hmm. It's this
2: wiring. Yeah. That completely helped me with Bert. So because Georgia, everybody thinks Isla's just like Bert. And Georgia's like me, I like on the inside. But they're actually a, a, a wonderful Real combo cheese, right? Does one
0: look more like you? Is, Georgia, is that what you mean? Georgia looks like you. And- well,
2: Georgia looks like Bert, but people think she functions like me. Okay. She actually has her dad's anxiety almost exactly. Wow. And, and, but she has my like linear thinking at the same time. It's very interesting. And Isla's brain is all over the place. Isla has his dyslexia, but Isla has a little bit of my dad inside. And still has the anxiety.
0: I, I would like to challenge us to call it something other than dead inside. <laughs> oh, that's a of you. I get it. it's like you, you are the least dead inside. Well, person. it's because
2: I'm so matter of fact. And You're I'm like, like a
0: beautiful garden. You are not <laughs> dead inside. Uh, well, anyway, I'm a rocky garden. I guess <laughs> uh, I'm a rock garden. But
2: but uh, I, when Georgia started having her stuff, I went oh, okay, okay. Now I understand Bert. And then when Isla was born. Um, I understood myself Ooh. a lot better. My yeah. little Isla Grace showed up and I went, oh, that's why I hit people till I was 21. Yeah. That's because I didn't have words. I didn't grow up where we expressed things verbally, whereas Bert expresses everything verbally. So yeah. when I'd get in, a, in an argument with Bert, I would be like, I don't know what I'm feeling. I just oh, know... That I'm angry. That's a trauma response. Yeah. It is. Yeah. No, I, you know, yeah. yeah. Oh, childhood.
1: We got to have a barbecue together. Yeah. I but yeah. I, I just flat lines. I have no yeah.
2: word, words are gone. But part of that is watching my daughter who uh, Georgia was verbal like at birth. She yeah. basically I think she was talking pretty seriously before she was walking. Well, not even joking. Yeah. Wow. Just a verbal communicator. Isla, jibber jabber couple words here and there. But she would throw things. She would hit you. Mm. She'd put shit in her mouth. She would uh, climb all over the couch and jump off. She climbed out of her crib at 18 months. She walked at nine and a half months. Wow, that's She climbed, wow. shinnied up over the baby gates. She was all physical. So the way that she communicated with the world was not verbal. Right. And I didn't know that I was that way until I had that child. And I went, right. I have pictures. My dad took a picture of me. He came home from work one day and I was on
0: top of the refrigerator and I was still in <laughs> right. diapers. Well, meanwhile, run, you're doing these the really hard gym. workouts with this trainer exactly. where you're getting all of this like physical. feedback mm-hmm. from being physical. You probably just didn't, you had to discover this stuff about yourself. Were you athletic when you were in high school? In junior I high? did
2: not. I, I was a cheerleader in okay. high school, but I went to six different schools in 12 years. My oh, wow. divorced parents. Yeah. And, Back and forth and no one had time to take me to practice or anything like that. So I couldn't do any athletics really until I got in high school and could like bum a ride from yeah. people. And it was cheer because everybody that played basketball or softball or anything had been playing since they yeah. were walking.
0: Right. You know, so I wasn't getting into that.
2: But, Would you um, say
0: you are though based just on what you know now about the way you work out and what you're yes, willing I to do? Yes, I am an athlete. Okay. Yes, there I should go.
2: have played sports my entire childhood. I was super active. Yeah. I was always... I lived with my dad in the summers, and I was always in the woods, climbing trees, building stuff, catching, like, snakes and stuff. I was never in the house. I was always filthy dirty. I looked like... Yeah. I looked like Isla Kreischer.
0: Isla, that mm-hmm. little
2: girl... Is you. ...was born filthy. She's like pig pen Love. and the Tasmanian <laughs> devil together. Love it.
0: She'll be healthy forever. Forever. Yeah.
2: She's She was the last one of us to get COVID. I was going to say, like, she's forever. like, COVID,
0: what's that? yeah I mean,
2: she practically licked somebody's mouth yeah. to get it. But she... Yeah, but I watched her and I went, oh wow, okay. But I had a different parent than I am to mm, her. Right. Where I approached parenting like, who are you? Yeah, and let me grow Don't that. Fall into line, like I wasn't given that opportunity. Yeah. I had to be this, and yeah. I didn't want to be that, and refused to be that, and it caused all kinds of problems that I had yeah. to unravel. Which is why I'm so introspective because I've been yeah. in therapy forever because I'd unravel a lot of that trauma that caused the trauma response of flatlining in my brain. Yeah, So I don't flatline anymore. I definitely have words for expressing myself. But watching Isla, I went, okay, I, now I know why this is hard for me. Uh, one of the reasons. You know, and now I know why it's easy for Georgia. Bert can tell you at any minute of any day exactly what he's feeling and why and the context and yeah. what's happening and how that affects you and how that affects someone yeah. else and yeah. where we're gonna do and what we're gonna I, I
1: rely on her words sometimes because well, I she'll go. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm like, what do you
0: mean you don't I've got 14 off. 15 15 feelings 15 in seven minutes? <laughs> yeah. Like, same. I'm good. I've circled the wagons on feelings and you are figuring out how you feel. How can that happen? You don't even have the feather in your brain. Like, (laughs) what are you doing? I'm already in the regret phase. (laughs) Like, where
1: are you? I'm already in the regret. And and then, but I'm going to confirm they said what they just said. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But Um. I do think, like, where you guys say dead inside or like you're taking a beat, like, I think that's something of a like. Stoic isn't the right word, but there is this whole like study on people that are com- seemingly stoic, that it is sort of a, a measure of confidence that you are capable of going, okay, I'm just going to take all this in. I'm going to measure how I feel. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to verbalize it. But it's not like rapid fire where like, because your feelings can change in a heartbeat. How you think about someone one day can 100% change the next day. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think if you have... um Emotional awareness, you you do There's less fallout with people that are like that. <laughs> well, God, it's, don't it's I a know a different type of emotional maturity? <laughs> and I think maturity. that's who she is. And you, right? you, you're seemingly the same way.
2: Well, Bert and I joke. There's a Bert and a Leanne in every successful relationship. So who are you? Are you Bert? or Remember. Are you Leanne? And right. guess what? Both of those personality types are amazing. Yeah, and you've got them in They're your amazing. daughters. You're, I have yeah. them
1: in my daughter. Yeah, your
0: personality is a little
1: like us both. Though, yes, too. we
0: we said that when we were just like yeah. looking up you and learning about you a little bit we were like oh my gosh she's she's a little bit like you she's a little bit like me how did you end up in LA uh I moved I was
2: in college I was not happy what I was studying and uh my mom um said why don't you take an acting class just see if you like it so I took an acting class in Atlanta and my acting teacher was like you're actually quite talented I think you should go to New York and study and so I was like, screw college. I moved to New York City having never been there, which was— Oh, Lord. Big that's... brain move that. <laughs> um, and I studied Meisner for two years. Wow. And then when I got out, every single person was like, you know, you got to lose your accent. And I was like, okay. So I started talking voice Look, lessons. The the that, really?
0: like, hey, you need to lose your third finger. Tell that like, to Julia Roberts. So... I couldn't Roberts I couldn't, yeah.
2: I couldn't do it. So I tried. And so then I started writing when I was in New York. And I started writing like one-act plays for me. And so I would do like a series of one acts and I would bring my own one act. And then I got really, um, I was really sad when I lived in New York. I was very. The weather. Uh, no, I, th- I couldn't find my people. The people that I was assholes. unraveling I'm just kidding, my all that shit yeah. from childhood. Yeah. I was unraveling my but you're childhood. so young. And yeah. I was 23. Yeah. Good and, Lord. and I was like, I. I'm going to move to L.A. for six months and see if I like it. Sublet my apartment in New York. If I hate it, I'll just go back to New York. I'm never going back to Georgia to live. Yeah. So I'll just try L.A. And immediately I started making Found friends. people. Christine yeah. Pierce is one of my longest friends. The one I've from Kansas? Her. Yes. She's I've lovely. forever. So people just started showing up effortlessly. Yeah. And so I, I was like, well, my acting teacher, my Meister teacher in L.A. set up an appointment for me here with an agent. First agent meeting. And he was like, hmm. You got to make a choice. You either need to stop eating lunch, start smoking cigarettes, drop about 10, 15 pounds, or you need to gain about 25 and be like the fat best friend, your choice. And I went, I choose to write. (sighs) Yes. So I bounced out of acting. And uh, because acting, I was always the girl, the actor was like, she's probably better at this role than I am. So you should just give it to her. It made me really uncomfortable actually to be in the spotlight in that way. Um, But I liked the process of figuring out characters and how does this person tell that story. I loved all that. So I think I ended up being a better creative producer and writer. I wrote eight screenplays in two and a half years. And one of them was made and four were optioned. And and then I started getting offers to like develop books. Almost all of them were Southern, like Southern books into scripts for studios And then I met Bert and got pregnant out of wedlock and um,
0: got married. I mean,
2: we got married, didn't we? Don't count. But you know what? I made the uh, absolute eyes wide open choice to raise my kids. I tried to continue writing while I was a mom and I just stayed frustrated. (laughs) I I was just fucking angry all the time because... Bert was on the road. I mean, George yeah. was three days old, God. and Bert started touring when she was three days old. We didn't have enough money to have a nanny. I worked a job. You don't need to be to doing us. anything else. And yeah. so I was like, push pause on all this writing. I'm gonna get to that. I can write when I'm 80. I'm gonna yeah. raise my kids. I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna support Bert until we get him up and running, and then we support each other. And I ended up being able to be really creative and helping Bert with his path. Um, and then at a certain point. Five years ago, I was like, I am lost as a human being. All I do is like facilitate children or you or children or you. And Bert said, I think you should start a podcast. And I was like, who's going to listen to me? I don't have anything Uh, to say. A lot of stupid. What do I even talk about? And he was like, doesn't matter. And five years ago, podcasting was not what it was today. There were not that many podcasts that would be in my category. Right. Right, Not really. There are some, but not a whole lot. And so... I was like, you know what I want? I want, I have the best friends ever. And I just want anybody that listens to feel like they're one of my friends. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're in the room with me and Sandy and Kathy and Kirsten and Jeannie and all these great friends that I have. And we'll just talk about whatever's on our mind. So sometimes I talk about money. Sometimes we talk about kids. Sometimes we talk about sex. Sometimes I
0: have other people on.
2: And if you want to talk a-
0: about sex with me, it's going to be a short episode. I'm just kidding. Yeah, We're not getting a lot of that action. <laughs> but Lila. I'm sure it's... A- Do you it- feel fulfilled
2: in what you're doing? Yes. I love this Do podcast. Do you love it? I love it so much. I wish... Here's what I love. I love the conversations. Yeah. Um, I love what I'm learning. I learn so much, not just in the conversations, but in the pursuit of good conversations. Sure. Like, to look in the world about what's good to talk about. I love what people email me and say. And I love that my demographic is mostly men. (gasps) Is that right? Yes. God bless. It's like 67% male.
1: That's amazing. And I
2: think what's really fulfilling for me is when a, a, a man will email me and say, my wife has been saying this for years and I just didn't hear it. So thank you for saying that. That's so
0: nice. And and I'm like, that's what we're talking about. Two, two (laughs) that have listened to us and they've accidentally stumbled upon us. And then they're like, we're scared. Before you even said that,
1: I was going to say, well, you're providing this great like soul healing purpose because so many people, especially during like COVID, were so alone and so isolated. And we would get these messages and we still get messages about videos or podcasts or whatever, like social media presence where people say, oh, I thought it was only me that felt this way Mm -hmm. or I felt really alone or I listen to you guys on Tuesdays. And that's like my me time, because the reason that we started doing this, we love doing comedy. And, you know, we had these little babies at home and we had no outlet to do comedy. You can go to clubs
0: late at night. They're like, hey, do you want to do a comedy set at 12? We're like, there's a brunch comedy set. (laughs) And they're like, no, midnight. And I was like, yeah. What? And they're like, and you got to bring 30 of your friends and just two drink minimum. I'm like, we're screwed, Jen.
1: <laughs> but we felt like we were in these places in our lives where we were like really alone, kind of. And you're just up at night like doom scrolling and we're like god I wish there was something a little bit funnier in the motherhood space and when we started doing it seven eight years ago there wasn't that much no no there wasn't it it
0: was all like here's how
1: to have instagram perfect photos everybody
0: jumping at the same time wearing linen it was all
1: like (laughs) tutorials and I was like I am wearing the same shirt with like three days of baby barf on it yeah like I and and so it's nice to like get those messages now and hear like Oh, people hear what you're saying and it like resonates and means something to them. So it's, I'm glad you decided to do it because it matters. I also
0: think those friendships you're talking about are what we, I think. is so, is so important to like put light on the friendships between women. Cause it's not what everybody thinks it is. It's not like everybody sits around hold hands and sings Kumbaya. And if you want to, God bless you. But what we see is the best version of women with their a strong sense of humor, yeah. a sense of groundedness when something bad happens, like that they're, they're like, you know, we've had women come up and go, Yeah, I got a double mastectomy. I'm getting new boobs two weeks from today, you know, but I wanted to come to your show. They're wearing a wig. They've drawn on their eyebrows. And you're like, fuck, man, like you're a good time. Like your sickness is not the thing that defines you. Right. The fact that you're out and you've got these girlfriends with you and everybody's having drinks and having a good time. Like that's what women are most of the time, which Mm -hmm. I find is something that like it's kind of like you said, like women, I think at their best are just kind of like, yeah, there's this hard thing I'm going to do real quick. And I don't need everybody to pay attention to it so therefore it's this like kind of humble audience Mm -hmm. and uh we've had it's been the great love of this whole thing is to see the women and the friendships that have been created kind of out of this ether that has been really cool it's amazing your universe
2: is powerful and and positive we try so fun and so fun and so how many not everybody has to be a
0: mom to no. understand what you're
2: talking about.
0: That's the thing. We that's, friendship and womanhood yeah. first. Like, you've had a period that's gonna kill you. Absolutely. If you're and, yeah,
2: and, everybody sucks in those damn jeans. Yeah, one percent of the population looks good in the jeans you had Absolutely. on in those videos. Oh god, nobody, nobody, bathing Crap suit tops. Forget
0: it. Forget it.
2: Yes, and that's relatable to everybody and even to men. You know, I encourage men to watch your podcast. <laughs> I the, do. No, seriously. The, because Not,
0: not the bathing suits. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, well, the basic, well, I mean. I'm like, every ex-boyfriend I've seen has seen that. And I'm like, I'm always a little heftier, okay? <laughs> but the thing about
2: on. that is, right, is that I know Bert had a kind of mythical idea of what women are or yeah. should be. It's very like mystic. It's very like <laughs> unicorn esque. Yeah, where yeah. you go, I bet Giselle
0: has some flaws. I bet she has peed yeah. her pants from laughing. She's or beautiful. Yeah, but
2: I bet she's got some stuff that's not beautiful. She's yeah. had yeah. a
0: stomach flu before. Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I it's mean, a, her it's belly beautiful... button is
2: questionable. Questionable. <laughs> yeah, if you <laughs> pay it's attention a... to that thing, it's almost an Audi. Come yeah, on. well,
0: that's not good. I mean, if if I can say anything, I would love. I would love Giselle's diarrhea one time because it would be beautiful (laughs) diarrhea. Probably. The worst of her is still great. Yeah. Yeah. We like seeing everybody's like... I think everybody feels better when you know somebody's not nailing it, when there's imperfection. Yeah. And then we can all just have a good damn time. We can yeah. all let our yeah. stomach out. Like, you can be like, is it okay if I'm button my pants while I eat? Like, I mean, you know? We used to, in our live show, we used to, like, talk with our stomachs. It's an our Amazon
1: special. <laughs> oh because And it happened very genuinely where Kristen was like, I hate my stomach. And Ugh. I go, oh, God, let me see it. And I, she pulls up her shirt. I go, oh, my God, that's what mine looks like. Is and that am started, I, Should like, I be upset about in the that? Mirror. We looked in the mirror and we're making fun of ourselves. And it's it's great to have a friend who sees, like, you know, your
0: flaws and loves you anyway. Well, I was like, yours isn't bad. And she was like, well, yours, yours isn't bad. I was, like, was like, bad. yours isn't as bad as mine. Can it do this? And she's like, mine can do that. And I was like, well, that is so Like, you're yeah, bad. That's yeah. That's the thing. That but,
2: Barbie standard is so unrealistic that yeah. you look like very healthy, very beautiful women. Thank you. And I, I I'm the, I have the same stomach right here. We can talk all day long. I can get right in the conversation with you, but guess what? I'm 53. Yeah. I'm yeah. not 25. I'm not supposed to, I mean, God bless the women who look like they're 25 when they're 53, but it's not the norm. It's, it's right. not the norm that's presented to us by yeah. media and whatever, but it actually is not the norm. I look fantastic for 53. Yeah, you do. You know, for fifty-three. Now if, if I had these wrinkles and these sunspots at twenty, I might get concerned. May have some skin cancer and stuff going on. But for yeah. my age,
0: I look amazing. It's I, funny yeah, you say I that think because you look fifty three. Well, I went to a um what do we go to that had a bunch of young people and I was like, oh and it wasn't a nightclub. Well what, what did I, I, I just maybe what you weren't with me. I forget. Where did you go without? I me, know I would person. never go anywhere socially without you. So I can't remember why I was like. <laughs> but I remember thinking I, I know I wasn't having fun because I was being very I introspective. I went
1: to a birthday party without Kristen. I was, I was like, like well, I can't do that again. <laughs> that's the dumbest movie I've ever
0: But yeah. I, I went and I remember thinking like, oh, there's so many young people here. I feel old. Mm-hmm. And then I went to a party, a birthday party where everybody was like around our age. And I was like, I was like, oh, right. Because when you're around people that like you know, are within the same decade as you, you don't feel old. You feel pretty awesome for where you're at. Yeah, you just right. can't, like, I don't want to measure against somebody who's 22 because 22 is beautiful and 22, uh-huh. I don't ever want to go back no, to my neither, 20s no. ever in a million years. Nope, because it's also
1: kind of dumb. But like I would like a
0: 22-year-old <laughs> body and my, my current confidence. I that think I'm lucky. I didn't I have been. a great
1: body at 22. I was... Uh,
0: I just was I so was hard on myself. I living in the Midwest,
1: eating a lot of French fries. You say so. that, but that's <laughs> not true. Oh, I bet true. you were
0: adorable. You were adorable then. You're adorable now. <laughs> I just read this
2: thing that said, the the thing about Gen Xers, I don't know if you're Gen Xers, I'm assuming that you are, Yeah, uh, is yeah. that they were 30 when they were eight and, and they're 30 when they're 50. Yep. And I was like, that's so the, the truth. truth. Yep. that's the truth. We were all old souls as children. We had to take care of ourselves in a different way than generations right. before yeah.
0: or after. Whereas my sister is a millennial. And when I say my sister is a millennial,
1: <laughs> she's harder is, for
0: them. She is a real millennial. And I'm like, it, don't get me started. Everybody <laughs> will get so mad. But I, I am always like, like, you know. Gen Xers, you were just, it was like nobody parented you. No. We we're, were like was, feral cats. I know we're like feral children. It was like, you would literally go in and ask your parents. You'd be like, you'd grab a knife from the drawer because you were going to go out into the woods. And stick it in a, a wall socket somewhere. And, yeah, yes. your mom would be mad that you took her nice knife. Not that you were. Could get injured. You could know, get injured. Exactly. No I fell out of a tree when I was living on the farm. And I, I fell out of the tree and I. When I tell you, like I, my head was like this, and I was looking at an auger, which is looks like a giant corkscrew, and they yeah. are the thing that every every it's year when you're from what farm farming town, nightmares yeah, are made of are augers. Some, somebody loses yeah. a foot, or a thumb <laughs> every so, every time it's harvest, you're like, well, Doc Johnson lost his hand, and you're yeah. like, it's because of an auger. And I fell out of that tree, and I ran in, and I was like, Mom. I just fell off a tree and almost died. My head went next to the auger. And she goes, why are you climbing a tree on top of an auger? I'm like, how is this my fault? Yeah. No, how is this fault? the mental trouble. math you're doing is that I almost got chopped up and somehow it would be my fault? Yeah. It's true. How about now we just don't have an auger laying around?
2: Right. Right. Because climbing She's trees like, it's is part farm. of being a kid. I, I broke my ribs on a trampoline. didn't tell my mother for seven days. God, <laughs> no,
0: you're not breathing for seven days. I
2: didn't breathe. I was suffering. I yeah. was crying myself to sleep at night. And finally Damn my mom caught man. me crying. And she was like, what's going on? And I was like, H-h-h-h-h-h-h-h. took me to the hospital. And he's like, this has been broken for like, a few days now. I can't do anything for her now because I was not going to get her involved in any of my business. No way. Yeah. So we just, I just like bit the stick. Oh ugh, man,
0: getting a rib injury too. You're just like awful. sucking it was awful. wind. It was awful. Sucking wind Let's through Let's get a back to the no sex part. Oh. Why are you
2: not having sex?
0: Um, I mean, if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to. Um, No, I do. I'll talk about it. I think um a couple of years ago, we went on like one of our first um like like husband and wife trips when we were testing our show in um in uh, in in phoenix we were getting ready to do the new show and um we played a few dates and i was like you know what we're gonna be there let's take a few days and we'll we'll real white people it up and go play golf and go eat and sex it up and have fun and i remember being like like my period started and then And if you're married, that normally doesn't derail anything because you're freaking adults. You're like, let's whatever. But it hurts so bad. And Mm -hmm. I was like, what the fuck is going on? So I went in and got my hormones checked and I'm like in the prime of perimenopause. And it just was that was my big symptom. And it was like devastating to me. So I felt like this thing that I knew used to be like not for a lack of a better word, like a well-oiled machine, if you will, was like sort of changing. Mm-hmm. So um, I felt really bad and I was kind of quiet about it, which I regret because I wish I would have just gone to the doctor right then and there and just said the thing that was happening because it was expected of my age. It wasn't out of, but I I don't think i had heard about perimenopause having that symptom. And mm-hmm. I'd heard about hot flashes and itchy skin and all the shit that goes down with that stuff. But I had, didn't have any of that. Mm-hmm. So I went to the doctor and, um, my hormones were all over the place. And so then I just really dialed in and I was like, I'm going to figure this out. Cause there can't, there, this can't be the way that it can't be my life. Yeah. it can't, it has to be pleasurable because the second it becomes unpleasurable, you're like, well, I don't want to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, Um, I went and it's taken almost like a year and a half to like get situated and figure out all the things, but now sex requires a little bit of. Prep. Prep, which mm. kind of takes the fun out of it because I'm a very impulsive person and I like to, I like it to be fun. I like it to be flirty. I generally like it to be when somebody might walk in. So I want like <laughs> a little I, danger. A little danger. Yeah. My husband's like, every time the gardener's here, you get horny. I'm like, oh, yeah. You know? I like his hairline. So, but I did think like, but, but I'm not, even though it does feel like kind of hard to talk about because I feel sad about it and I don't want it to also make it feel like I'm like, like the crib keeper, you know, like mm-hmm. I want to yeah. feel, I feel, uh, like that's a real quest for me. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm doing all the things I'm, you know, doing all the hormones. I'm doing all the research. I'm trying to be open about it. Like my husband is so he's a dirty dog. So like God bless. one him. of my favorite bits with my husband. One of my favorite, <laughs> besides oh, the fact that he always tells me that blowjobs are just as good. And I'm like, for who, buddy? Right. Like, oh, you yeah. think that goes away and that's going to Those... be the that's the ch- well, that's your entry point. I, that's my entry point. I'm like, thank you. You get that on anniversaries and birthdays. Maybe. Right. Ma- depending on if I like you. <laughs> um, But my husband, one of my favorite bits is I'll text him and I'll say uh, I'll be like, hey, you want to mess around or something? And wherever he is in the house. I can hear him slam his phone down and he'll run up the stairs and he'll be taking off his clothes (laughs) and he's big he's like six six three two forty like big dude and like it makes me laugh so much and that like totally gets me in the mood because like laughing and feeling sexy is like yeah because I'm a little shy believe it or not like in that in that stuff I'm not like you know I don't have like mirrors on my ceiling I'm like let's do it the Let's go, the, let's go under the yes. covers and we' yeah, yeah, Midwest Western. six lights minutes, off found lights yeah. off let's feel around if we should I don't know will and,
2: all that recalibrate and balance itself
0: yes it it there's been stuff that I've found like um for any and thank for all you for you talking male about listeners that. that are listening your wife might be going through this but yeah, like we should be talking about it I know it too. but it's hard I'm like I'm like um external um like I forget what it's called estradiol which is uh-huh. a an, an external Co- estrogen uh-huh Really helps, but you have to be consistent with it. And there's like you have to talk to your doctor because there's stuff like you don't want to have sex with your husband if you put that in because like it's not good for their winner. (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
2: you asked Leanne. It's just trying to be an open
1: (laughs) damn case. You know, even in my twenties, I remember um, having friends, like girlfriends, that were in their twenties that like they would use tabs and stuff because they just didn't have enough, which is just crazy to me because
0: I was like an ocean. Well. Well, I'm just saying you. I was like not getting any action. And like even the <laughs> thought of it, I was like, whoop, whoop you know, like, there we go. Uh, whoop, sorry. Well, you know, got to go change
2: the pants. Yeah, again. I get it, my, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> my pants are wet. Hurricane <laughs> coming again. Yeah, whoops. Um, yeah. Menopause is something that I'm in. I'm currently fully yeah. in. I have I haven't had my periods since October. so okay. Almost a year. Yep. Um, I have hot flashes. I have massive ridiculous sweats at night. Like change your clothes, change your sheets. You're living in a swamp. I haven't had any sex stuff. I had a very low libido, but I'm also on hormone replacement, uh, therapy because of, um, some long COVID stuff that I had going on that just really screwed up my hormones. That is more than what my hormones should look like if I'm in menopause. It was uh,
0: really kind of extreme. Did you find out when you got your hormones balanced that your workouts were more effective? Cause I did. I lost weight. When yes. I got, when I got balanced and I was like, of course, yeah. like, w- why did nobody tell me? Like, of course I've got like, like, and I always yeah. felt like, oh, this just is because I'm overeating or because well, I did too.
2: Yeah. My, my trainer kept saying, you just want justice. You're working out <laughs> this much and you're not getting any justice. Yes. Yeah. You and better you, believe that girl. Uh, but justice came in the form of a bunch of hormones, right? Yeah. Where all that stuff. I lost maybe five. Maybe seven pounds. Yeah, didn't lose a lot of weight from hormones. That's what I it was about me too. Shifted, but do you know how long they spend on on menopause in medical school? I know it's Nothing. like it's less
0: than two days. I've heard or something like that. It's some one, disgusting one day.
2: One day. It's one day. I some medical schools spend a week.
1: I read this thing how like <clears throat> at any given time there are fifteen hundred studies like clinical studies going on about erectile dysfunction and two going on about endometriosis. I know. Which is crazy, because how many friends do you have that have, like, suffered for a long time? Ended up, we have a bunch of friends that have ended up getting, like, hysterectomies. And mm-hmm. I'm like, because they're done having their kids, well, but they've suffered for so long that now they're finally, like...
0: I will say, I do feel like we tend to, like, like push men into the corner and think it's their fault. Because we say, well, well they we're learning about your broken wiener so fast. With- medical companies for I, a long time. I, I know, but I do think that, like, the more we talk about it as women then there is a, there's a need. And like women are 50% of the workforce, 50, 60% of the college intake is Mm, girls. Like, I believe it is going to be our generation of girls that, and boys that bring attention to these things that we've sort of been like, ah, I feel, I'm, I'm sure, I'm not sure about talking about it, but I do feel like there needs to be more towards like the symptoms of menopause are insane. They are, it's not even fair. It's so broad too. It's it's so so broad. broad. There can be, there's literally like, there's one good symptom. There's literally a biochemical change in your body, in your brain that after you, when you start to go through perimenopause and it is the, I don't give a fuck anymore. What people think about me, gene, And I believe that is because you're sort of trying to like invite like a suitor, so that you can procreate, so you can make a baby. So you're sort of like this and then attraction when you're over thing. That. When you're over that, I'm going to be a fucking CEO. <laughs> right? See you later, motherfucker. I'm going to run yeah. a business. Right. You know, yeah. That's what. So women quit their. They're like, I'm not doing this. I don't want this job anymore. I'm going to go open my Etsy shop, or I'm going to go. I'm going to. I'm going to get that promotion in my 50s because I deserve it. Because now I believe I deserve it. So there is something. I think really that's really cool. I've really done a lot of research about menopause because I'm like, I'm not. I don't want to be told that this is something I have to be sad about when it's just something that we all go through. There is no, like, this should be something I should be able to joke about and mm, should be yeah. able to talk about. But it's tricky because you are like you're kind of like, oh, I don't, oh, do I tell him my vagina is broken? Well, my... no, but that we're
2: I think we are the first generation that feels safe openly talking about a lot of things. Yeah, uh, we in our camper group talk about uh, money and yeah. our and our marriages in a different way than our parents talked with their friends about money or marriage. Oh yeah. It's maybe not a completely open book between all four of the couples, but there's one couple that Bert and I share almost everything with and it helps us with each other. Like uh, Sandy, because her husband travels like my husband does, I'm a very safe place for her to go. This fucking asshole just yeah, walked in you my house and did ABC. Yeah. And I'm like, totally get it. He's in reentry. And there's a lot, those two, our two relationships and financial situations are very similar in a lot of ways. So we've always from early on in our friendship said, let's just talk about all this. Like, obviously don't want anybody to talk about anything they're uncomfortable with, but we found a friend, uh, two friends who are comfortable talking about anything. Like- Here's my liver numbers. Yeah, I'm having this problem. And so that we know each other knows that this is normal, that this is part of life, yeah. that there's more ways to solve problems than our way or your way. We could figure something out, help each other share information about all kinds of things. Even when there's like investment opportunities, I'll call and go, what do you think about this? Yeah, Because you invest your money differently than I do. Like yeah. we decided to like buy this house as a studio instead of renting studio space. So now I own a house that I can take all this equipment out and resell it.
0: Yeah. Instead of
2: having a commercial space. They're not interested in doing anything like that. They invest their money in like the stock market. Well, when I'm going to do that too, so I'm going to ask them, "Hey, yeah. how do you do that e- yeah. effectively? What's your what's your code that makes that work?" But I wish more people would do that within their communities to find somebody that they feel like they could really truly say, "Hey, I'm in menopause, and here's what's going on. Yeah. My vagina is falling out of my pants." Right? You know, yeah, I think mine's kinda... just angry,
0: but also <laughs> there is my husband, which I do feel like also can be a deterrent. Well, I think why? Too. Like, oh my God, there's times I don't want to have sex with him. Oh, when he's he when he dumb doesn't shit. deserve
1: it. Yeah. Just saying.
0: He's No, he, he, I he, mean, he, oh, he can right. be
1: a real boner killer, these husbands. I know.
0: I mean, isn't there, t- are there times where you like get in a big fight with Bert and then he's like, let's get it on? And you're like, is that when you turn on the like, I'm dating you? Cause I would, I'm like, I do not want to have sex yeah. with you. Oh, no. Sir.
2: Bert and I are perfect. <laughs> I never have any problems. You mean like two nights ago when he goes, hey, babe, how about a blowjob? And I go, Ooh. no. Yeah. <laughs> how about, No. It's going to be a little more work than that
0: for you, big boy. I I also said to my husband, I go, you know that it's my idea to have sex every time we have sex. And he goes, no, it's not. I go, when was the last time that you made a move? He goes, yesterday. I go, when? He goes, when you were working at the counter, I walked by and I squeezed your butt like four times. And I said, you had side boob showing out of your tank top. I go, (laughs) I that thought that was informative. That was, I thought you were telling me to go put on a shirt and yeah. at any point that you wanted to take over loading the dishwasher, that would have been a good step in the right direction. But that was boner town. <laughs> but
1: I think women having these conversations, honestly, and we are not, I think probably the thing we are most closed off about is sex probably. Cause we, Just because
0: we, our husbands, no, we're not.
1: Do you think? You can't say it's because you're Midwestern because I'm Southern Baptist.
0: You're Southern Baptist, so. but
1: they don't even
2: have sex we, except to
1: have we, babies. We talk about it a lot in the live show. We, we aren't like, we oh, are we, we, neither we, one of us is into butt sex. No. And, uh, there probably, are
0: I mean, times, though, because I think my relationship with her husband is more like he is an older brother to me. I have She doesn't want to imagine it. She doesn't want to know he what goes on. He has talked me off of, like, cliffs, like when I'm about to have a full break, more than my husband has, like 100%. And then, you know, conversely, like, I think Colin and Jen have a very good relationship because they can talk about politics or whatever, and I'm like, fast news. But but like Brit is somebody that I look at as such a family member that when she talks about having sex with him, I'm like, ew, God, please
1: stop. She gets upset when I say it, like, he's got a big wiener.
2: <laughs> ah, <laughs> what, what she should say is, nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I Happy told for my I'm a little shy. I get weird. I'm a big weirdo. Happy for my friend. Happy for my friend. She's getting. You
1: know. I like our friendship and like the women who have like been so receptive to us being open has helped me have better conversations with like my husband. Yeah. Where I can't remember what tour it was that we we're doing, where it was a lot of it was about married sex and like having sex when you have little kids at home and how hard it is. And it's like you get, you get, get minutes, in on, and Yeah. That's and
0: when everything was firing on all cylinders. And for me. I said to my husband, he'd never done this
1: math before. I go, don't you think it's weird that sex is always a good time for men? in like 20% of the time, unless you're really thinking about making sure that your wife has an orgasm, she doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, it's like yeah, most of the, and I don't think they think that way because sex belongs like, to what? men for the most part, mm-hmm. you know, it's there like, and, and I wouldn't have had that conversation if we wouldn't have like been so open and been like, no, we're not crazy. This is a real thing. Like yeah. it's, the math doesn't work out. Like, mm-hmm. it should be just as fun for me, or why am I even doing it? Yeah. Well, I have a different perspective. <laughs>
2: Here's my perspective, okay. and it may not be right, but it's right for me. Okay? So, sex oh with my husband, who is my monogamous partner. I've never been a cheater or anybody who slept around a lot. Same. I was always monogamous. Had lots of boyfriends. I didn't meet Bert until I was uh 31 so i'd had years of dating so i definitely had boyfriends and definitely slept with multiple people in monogamous relationships but sex to me without an orgasm has a different purpose than an orgasm sex to me without an orgasm is about making him have one
1: yes and so
2: i feel very empowered
0: i actually agree with that
2: And amazing and hear me roar because watch how fast this shit's going down. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's what my mindset does. And I enjoy that feeling. So I'm not saying I enjoy sex every single time. Absolutely. One hundred percent. No, but you're saying it the right
0: way because I think there is a misconception that if you don't have an orgasm, the sex that you had wasn't enjoyable. And that's just not true. Agreed. agree. But but to Jen's point, I think sometimes. Men, if they're not, if they don't remember, like, it's also our choice and our shift of our brain to enjoy this moment that it's not going to have the same end as you. it will have for you. Right, right. Like if, you know, but I, I totally, that's a really I, fun and sexually empowered way of viewing sex. And it opens up that part of it being like, okay, this part's sexy too. right. It's you fun. are dating yeah. him again. I think you're it's banger so ranging.
2: I am, you know, I, you're getting. You over are hair. so
1: good with words. I have thought that before, where it's like I'm like I like going I just it, I don't have 40 the right minutes. Mood, I'm I'm in the mood to make you happy, kind right. of thing. Like right. it's it's not gonna tonight's not my night to shine, and and that is a good feeling. It it's is right sometimes. when you
3: own
2: the moment. Yeah.
0: Sometimes I, I've looked at my husband and I said, if I have sex with you, will you promise to be in a good mood at this event the whole time? <laughs>
2: Yeah.
1: fix uh, the fence fix
0: the gate. Yeah. Is, yeah. 100% <laughs> are you telling me 100% half the time I'm like what am I getting out of this it's going to be that the fence gets finally fixed or painted or that you're going to get the patio furniture I want that's what happens and that is that's marriage sex comes in all shapes and sizes in marriage I just think for me when it started to change this thing I took for granted started mm-hmm, to change sure. I was like whoa 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 wait what but again I'm somebody that's a I'll keep trying until I won't, I love sex. I don't want to give up on it, but if it, it has to feel good too. Well, yeah, if you're having physical
2: pain, that's a different yeah. thing. Yeah, it's different. If you're a sex. A little bit of pain's it's okay. Like, uh, well, <laughs> yeah. a little bit of pain's kind of a,
3: <laughs>
2: a <little laughs> indicator. Guys, what's happening in guy? this
0: podcast? We were talking, where'd we go? How many liquid death waters have you had? I know, yeah, right? we're 14 later. Anyway, yeah, I think a lot of
2: people don't have that perspective. At least a lot of people where I grew up don't have sure. that perspective that sex is supposed to be really fun and enjoyable. And, you know, I love to play cards, but I don't have to win every game. I like to play. So to me, the sex, I love having orgasms. Don't get me wrong, but sex is really about play. You know, life is supposed to be about play. You are the closest you can be to God, I think, when you're playing. Yeah. So in every relationship, and every project you do, if you can find play, then you are in the right lane, you know, so, I don't know, that's kind of how I look at sex. It's uh, play is probably what I have put back in the dating piece. Right? Leanne, you got to do a play. damn
0: TED talk. Have you done one of those yet? No. You Would need you? to get we need to get a super church or whatever you call mega church, <laughs> super and, get a, church. and get Leon, my husband's on that scene.
1: he's going to listen to this and be like, "I, I could have done better." Yeah. Than you <laughs> Jeez. Oh, come on. That's not true. I don't know. I just think
2: yeah, I think play is a really important piece that we, especially as girls, are taught to stop doing. Yeah. You know, stop playing with dolls. Yeah. You've grown out of that. Stop playing dress up. Why are you dressing like that? Why are you wearing the, oh, yeah. you know, petticoat skirt? Nobody wears that anymore. Stop playing like that. Where my husband shows up and freaking, you know, maxing max matching shorts. Uh, like set and everybody thinks that's totally awesome if i showed up dressed similarly they'd be like what's wrong with her right <laughs> when
0: it's still a sense of play to yeah me, men are allowed, play there's an article that just came out about that that like in they were talking about how girls you know as young children they were given the the baby doll you know mm-hmm. and then at that point and then this was all in an effort to sort of shine a light on the barbie movie and uh they were saying like little girls are given baby dolls. And then all of a sudden they discovered Barbie who showed an adult figure of a person of a girl and that she had these other options. And we tell girls at a certain age, like you need to stop playing with your dolls. Mm-hmm. But with boys, we tell them you get to still play your video games. You get to still play your sports. You get to still play And It's, it's a different sense of play. So we say girls sort of need to curtail play mm-hmm. and boys get to have all of the play. Transform and I don't think, their play. Yeah. And I don't think that that is, um, happening now. I think Gen Xers are taking those things and going, no, nah, no, nah, we're going to just open it for both sides. And I think that's key because you're mm-hmm. right. Play is imagination, play, um, laughter, creativity. All of those things are, I believe, the things that make you truly happy. It's, it's also purpose.
2: Play is also problem solving. Do you totally. remember when you were a kid going, hey, let's pretend we're going to build a yep. fort. And how do we build that fort? And you look around the room and you figure out what you're building that fort with. That's what a job is. Right. 100%. That's what, if you're stocking shelves at Target, why can't you have that perspective? I stocked stocked shelves in college. That was one of my jobs. And I remember going, I can love it or I can hate it. The only way you can love a job, that's not something that you're interested in doing. I wasn't interested in permanently stocking shelves. There are people who are super happy working at Target their whole lives. That's wonderful. It wasn't my path, but I decided to make the time I was
1: there enjoyable
0: that's smart just yeah. to be just playful positive. about it you know yeah I, you're a good mom i'm realizing that that, that is
1: um that i am playful I you are
0: because i love she's a 40 foot wear ridiculous clothes she has so much shit in her house ha- house. No,
1: i and i love i over decorate for the holidays i already have that's Halloween amazing. stuff out i have like christmas villages like i love it
0: but me I, I could you're you. playful you're super No, but playful. that is
2: play I just saw a video of you picking your kids up with some really crazy sunglasses on and I was like oh, I love her that's
1: her normal those are my regular sunglasses I love
2: them but they're like <laughs> white with flowers on them really Wait, big where I are love your readers them.
1: you should oh those. yeah my readers but that's your how readers? you're playing oh, she's very she's like about these
0: those are her yes regular
1: sunglasses. I love them readers, my regular but
0: we also are so married that we share readers. I know, and yes, we have sister. matching bags. Sister They're We're amazing. German.
1: I am lucky because I had this great role model growing up. Thank God I had one at least. Was my grandmother, and she was so playful. She like was. she was just, she was naughty, playful, and so fun. And like her, her house was she had purple carpet in every room. Like she was so fun, and I think I like liked that about her, and thought like I can do that. Like she would always, everything had rhinestones on mm-hmm. it, like.
0: That's great. Well,
2: it's... When Bert and I were dating back in the day, we played a lot. We played games. We played with each other. We toyed with each other. We bullied each other. We picked on each other. And you get in this rote routine with kids and drop off and semantics and schedules and money and whatever, and you forget that little interactions, those little bitty moments of play throughout the day are accumulative, you know, yeah. Over, yeah. over the course of your entire day. You've had a great day. And you didn't really even do that much except approach it from this different perspective. So maybe the play was what I was missing earlier when I was saying it just shifted my perspective with like, oh, look at that cutie pie who just woke Yeah, up. you're being yeah. more playful. He's so cute as, yeah, I guess it just inserted play back
1: into our relationship. Yeah, because there is way. so much work during the day with kids. And then if you can make some of it play with your spouse. Mm-hmm.
2: And we work together. I mean, I, yeah. I work for him. So, um, yeah, that was a really really great thing that we just rebooted i love it that's i know awesome. how do we wrap this podcast up i could have you
0: here for another two hours but i've had I you don't...
2: forever <laughs> so i need to let you go have your life i need to go to take you. my
0: daughter to a doctor's appointment that's my life that's I my do? it's real yeah. deal
2: real deal yeah it's all happening I gotta pick mine up from the bus stop okay my, my um 17 year old has little to no interest in driving
0: I hear that's the trend. That's a city thing. It's a city kid
2: thing. My 19-year-old was like, 16, TikTok day of, let me get it.
0: Because I have heard this. This is a trend among parents. that are saying that their teenage kids do not want to get... I drove a 1972 Buick. It was huge. I was so little. And I was like, I can't get in that sucker fast enough. I mean, I think at the fastest, it went 22 miles per hour. But it was such independence.
2: Yeah, I couldn't wait to drive. So... She has to take the bus because on days like today where I was like I can't drive to Well, then I she's going f- to figure,
0: figure out a uh, city transportation which you know what yeah, on that I don't know how to I do that. I think that's pretty cool too. That <laughs> yeah. makes you a very very confident traveler. She's it's an true. interesting bird. Well, I'm so glad I Thanks got to meet you guys.
1: It's so nice it, to talk to you. It was great
0: to talk to both of you.
2: I love your podcast. Thank I you think very you're much. so much fun. Thank you. You can tell that you're playing all the time when you're talking to each other.
0: We, we have a lot of fun. Isn't sure that the do. best? Yeah. When you
2: have a friend that you can just have the purest
0: fun with. I feel like we're getting away with something. Every time yeah. we're together, we're like, we shouldn't, this shouldn't be, we gotta act like we're sad when we're on the road. I know. And when we're like
1: busy during the week or something like that, where we don't have things scheduled to be together. It's like three days have gone by and we have nine million things to tell each other. I forgot to tell you this. I forgot it.
0: Oh, gosh. Yes, I meant to tell tell you you this. Oh, did I tell you about this? Like, it's the best. Because without her, I would feel like I didn't have like family. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like we've become... It's, it's really, it's awesome. Then when we get out of here, we don't talk to each other. We're like hauling oats. Just kidding. (laughs) Uh,
2: uh, No, we're tribal as, as beings, aren't we? We're tribal beings. And it's really hard when you haven't found your tribe. Yeah. Even you can be a tribe of two. It doesn't have to be. Got to keep trying though. Got to keep trying because there's someone out there. There is. And And it's hard.
0: It's not easy. We talk about that. It's not easy, but you got to keep trying because without your campers or without your person, you know, it's it, it's hard to be playful it's hard to have you know you got to have something to bounce joy off of and and yeah. some of the shit
2: as an only child it sucks to play by yourself all the time
0: god girl, i hated
2: it as soon as i hit my cousins i was like oh my soul has opened up
3: oh, life man. is good again you yes. know so yeah true. you're right you
2: got to find your people and yeah keep trying and hopefully listening to i mom so hard is a way that people can find people and feel like they're playing yes. every tuesday Yes, Yes. every Every Tuesday. Tuesday. That's right. That's right. Are you touring? What's going on now?
0: We are. We are touring a bit in uh, November. We have four shows in November. We will uh, start up again uh, in April. We'll have more shows that are going to be announced. Uh, You can go to com if you want to keep up with us. And we do all the stuff, you know, the Instagrams and the. Yeah. All that. And you have a book. We have a book. I'm so hard. I'm going to put it right here in front of my face. So the cameras. Yes,
2: we wrote a book. I love the pictures. They're amazing. we
0: That is one of my favorite pictures that we've ever taken. And I think I brought one outfit because I had one thing fit me. And it was a jacket she bought me and pants yep. I've never spent more money I on. I went downtown
1: and, and I bought that jacket for $5 at a sample yep. sale.
0: This is our book. We think you'll get a kick out of this. this the is meanest
2: our, of meanies. Yes. It's I love it. Look
0: book. at that. book. Amazing. Um, illustrated by Paul Briggs, who also did... Um, Frozen, oh, Frozen, and Raya and the mm-hmm. Lost Dragon. I say that wrong every time. So Raya or Raya, Raya? however you prefer. And or, then yeah, and we brought you some hooch and a and a mug. I love hooch. <laughs> there see. you go. Let
2: me see and a this, bag. Yeah,
0: yeah. Love a it. tote
2: and a wine. There's Looks a couple. Pink. Oh, yeah. That's rose. our wine. Those are our, that's our wine. Wait.
0: You have your own wine. We sure do. That's amazing. Well, love. I think the rosé is about as good as any rosés you're gonna find out there. I love quite rose. honestly.
2: Let me see this mug. I love Oh, No, this, this. isn't a mug. It was one of those line. coolers. Those yes, cooler it. mugs. I'm on so hard. I love it. Thank you guys so thanks much. Man so much. Yeah. We so really had a good time. This us. was a big
0: deal for us. So we're real grateful. Are you kidding?
2: This is a big deal for me. Oh, I was gosh. super flattered. I know. Oh, I was like, so me? I was yeah. like, they want to me? They want to yeah. come on my podcast? Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. So thank you. Thank you very, very much. It was great. Thank you for having us. Yeah. So All come right. Back let's sometime. go get our
0: kids. Yes, we would love to. <laughs> right? We'd love yes. to come on ours, too. Yes. When we figure it anytime. out. We don't have a cool podcast house, but we're figuring we it out. We need help. Anybody Whose listening house are you right recording now? in there? Hers. If you saw our setup, awesome. you will see our setup. You're going
1: you're to be come like, anytime. Wow. Please. We'd yes, okay.
0: love it. Okay. You'll we'll hold love you to her, her back house is very similar in this style. Cool. I think I have these curtains, too.
1: Except in green yeah they're yeah. in the other room okay yeah we do <laughs> we have these them. are on my husband's side in his office
0: Yeah, <laughs> so
2: funny
1: the green ones are in Bert's
2: and podcast studio
0: she has studio. a sofa like this but it's in the hot pink nice well we don't sit in that because her dog chewed it it's fine yeah long story oh well long story <laughs> we're thanks. all doing our best thanks for thank having me thank you guys in. until next time until next time yeah